everybody, and welcome to episode 547 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapara, is coming to you from the Dan Strothman Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level, or the $1 level, or the $5 level if you want to support yeah. us, but don't necessarily need the studio named after you. But if you want that new season of Elm Street Nightmare focusing on the evil, all the Evil Dead series, six episodes, brand new. In addition to the hundreds of old episodes, the first three seasons of Elm Street Nightmare, and somebody is hassling me about our new sick of Star Wars. Hmm. Who's the shill? Name yourself. Oh, God damn it! I am crippled gamer Chris Santista. And? Matthew Allen Wake, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Perfect. That was pretty good. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So this is our our last show of Spooptober. Spooptober, and and I I think I want to say it's kind of the most exciting week for new releases, or just period. Starting with Sonic and ending with all the shit that com- is coming oh out. Oh my week. god! There's too many games. There's too many games. Some of us have to put together top fives for video game podcasts, and there's no time to do that if fucking Spider-Man 2 and Mario Wonder come out in the same week. Same I have day. A good, I, uh. I have a good way to play those that we'll cover when we get to new releases, though. I kind of have a nice little cadence for reasons with those two games. We'll get, we'll get well, into let, it. Let, let me tell you about my plight, because other than seeing go. Killers of the Flower Moon... I kind of cleared, like, I, I'm i not going anywhere. I'm going to sit here and play my shit because I want to finish Sea of Stars, play Mario Oneater and Spider-Man, which we'll be talking about in a bit. I don't know that I've had that long of a game sitting, like, revolving back and forth between two games. I, in are, are we at the age where we injure ourselves due to laziness? I'm not talking yes. about, like, I slept wrong. Oh, I'm yeah. talking, like, that my too. default gaming position is on a couch, but the couch... Like I'm like I'm at a psychiatrist and facing the TV, but I'm sitting like uh, one of Charlie Bucket's grandparents and Willie Walk in the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. and then I kind of pull my legs up, Native American style, like a like a lazy missionary. Uh, got it, missionary Charlie Bucket's grandparents go. <laughs> Apparently, nineteen hours of that, mm-hmm. I can't. I couldn't walk. I just like got mm-hmm. my ability to walk back, mm-hmm. just being and that, just my legs being the most comfortable I can possibly be for over twelve hours murdered me. My parent, my mom was walking with a cane at half a mile an hour and like, is everything okay? And like, you don't get to ask me that. <laughs> God damn! It, I was walking so slow and so hobbled for like three days. God damn! But why it. are you acting like this is new? Because. Haven't literally all of us all of us have suffered some sort of nerve damage mm-hmm. from gaming at some point. I think in our twenties that happened. Like, and I've gotten it, yeah. like multiple cases of tendinitis. Like going back to, I'm going to dig out my Dreamcast and play Mark of the Wolves. Oh, that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> too many fireball rolls on that stiff ass D pad. <laughs> no, but I, I certainly i I injured my back a few weeks ago lifting weights, nerd. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think the reason the I. Uh, if I exert myself, I get it. No, the reason I injured it, though, I think it was because my back was in bad shape from a marathon gaming session the night oh. before. Where, like, I, yeah, guys, because my my gaming setup is like the chair is not the greatest chair. It's I don't I don't play in a gaming chair because I don't I'm not a Twitch streamer or whatever. Mm. But um, no, like I, I I swear I was like, oh, 
the reason I get injured wasn't the weight because it wasn't like heavy weight or anything. Is I was in a weakened state and then tried to do physical activity maybe on that, top of this. Maybe that maybe that was it because I mean I, I get hurt every time I put up my Halloween and Christmas decorations for days, but like God, I'm exerting myself. Th- this I was I was this was just atrophy. <laughs> like it, but it was, I kept trying to touch my body and find the pain and I couldn't. Like I if I still went to doctors, I would have gone. It, I was very concerned, and I woke up today, and it was gone. Thank God. But you're I woke up. Old game man apocalypse. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hey, yeah. look, you're, like some of you, I, I, stay tuned look, for more ailments. Some of you are watching us in real time. I like to think that's a testament to how good the new releases are, because mm. they are all really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's this is true, and that's in addition to like fucking Dead Space. Ugh, comes to Game Pass. God damn it. This is what I was waiting for. I was very excited to play it for no money. No additional money, you assholes. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Game Pass ain't free. You know what else isn't free? Your consoles. Costs money, too. So if someone hands yes. you a game, like, technically you paid five, $4.99 for that. That's true. I love that we get in trouble for falling for their psychological trick with subscriptions. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the point, dudes. It makes people think that it's free, quote unquote. Like, One yeah. guy gave a shit about this like two years ago. Come on. It's not it is true. Bad. It was like six guys, but again, like oh, that's right. the nature of internet criticism. Mm-hmm. I notice something, and I'm going to turn it into something negative. Mm-hmm. Chris talks a lot about old games. Yes. Yes. Yes, he does. Well, do. <laughs> yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's how observations work. Yeah. But by all means, Reddit, go insane. Mm-hmm. And it's fun <laughs> hanging out on YouTube and finding out that, like, what old games mean to a teenager is very different from what old games mean to me. When a teenager mm, talks true. about old games, they mean, oh, you mean that thing I worked on, like, a few years ago? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was eight years ago? Fuck. Okay. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm been a while. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. But you yeah. pro- uh, both of you have been working in games almost half your life. Good Lord. You have to think about that, <sighs> yeah, don't you? I do. You're right. Mm. Yeah, I mean, pretty much I, half. At I this said point, almost. half. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sucks. Half your life. And you're still not tired of it. You guys amaze me. Yeah. Well, what else am I going to do at this point? <laughs> I, I know. It's been decades. I know. Like... I, apparently, I'm too I'm too young to be a Walmart greeter, assholes. Yeah, and that fucking... Got Kansas zero City... laughs. Everybody felt bad at me bad about the I, joke I, I tried to, to make. I process what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we're oh, old, so Walmart it takes us longer to process these jokes. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm the worst. And whatever, that Kansas City chief stole Taylor Swift, so I can't just marry into wealth anymore. Exactly. Thanks a lot. Exactly. She was your that. only option, apparently. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the only probably... one that meets my standards, uh-huh. Michael. Please, uh-huh. you know. Um, everybody... <laughs> Everybody else, everybody else got a Trump cabinet position. Yeah. Don't, you don't want to date any of those people. No. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, we've got, uh, as long as we're talking about deterioration and decrepitude, we've got a hey. fun <laughs> top five this week. A, a, a topic which we have never tackled before in games. Games with sanity systems. Was this inspired by the, one of the new releases? Uh, semi-inspired by Alan Wake, although I don't know that that actually okay. has a. I, I don't. I don't think the first one had any sort of sanity system. But you know, it's it's always sort of played around on the the edges of madness, and I mean that in a uh, you know eldritch horror context, not in an actual mental illness. We're making light of context. Like mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're both Spider-Man with its Mysterio levels. Mm-hmm. I thought it may have been the inspiration, but Mario Wonder bit. is like 
it's like a hallucinatory, like oh schizophrenic God. trip, like sometimes. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? Mario Wonder is the acid trip that makes you have schizophrenia later in life. Like, if yeah, why? I, why can't rest of life be like this? Yeah. Oh, I, right I, when it gets dull. I, I, I was playing Mario Wonder and thinking, like, this is like. If Mario is the Beatles, this is Yellow Submarine. Like, this is where shit just goes <laughs> off the rails and gets really weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, life should be like that. And I'm so bored working that all of a sudden I become my desk? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do I finish the task? <laughs> Let's solve this puzzle. But, yeah, sanity systems. Sanity sorry. systems. And by this, I mean, like, you know, not not games like, for example, um, Hellblade Senwa's Sacrifice, where the main character has a persistent mental illness, but games where you get driven to the brink of madness by extreme stress or monsters or whatever. It's it's playing with the Lovecraftian idea where you can be driven crazy by the, the horrible things you see and your PTSD turns you into a cackling maniac. But, but I, I think that the, the, th- the key thing here is it's systems, right? Because there are yes. lots of games... Like Hellblade, there's no system in that game of saying like you get... M- you know, more hallucinations as stuff goes on. Like, I think the key with all of these is, is it literally is a gameplay system. Stuff happens to you, causes your insanity meter to go up or down, and that changes the gameplay. Yes, mm-hmm. is this the rules? Yeah, yeah, basically. Damn it! So I, I was play gonna... or your perception of the gameplay. I wanted to throw in an honorable mention to whatever the fuck that Japanese arcade table flipping game is called. Hmm. Where you just get so upset, you flip a table over <laughs> in the middle of a wedding. But it's like it's so wonderfully japanese and it's it's like by all means go batshit mm-hmm. but at the right time yes. <laughs> yep for the exact right time to do the mo- <laughs> at the most dramatic time please yes yeah at the right time mm-hmm. please it's gotta yes. be worth it yes mm-hmm. anyway let's just hop right in with number four don't forget some things must be forgotten the shadow hunting me i must hurry my name is Daniel. I live in London at, at uh, Mayfair. What have I done? This is crazy. Don't forget. Don't forget. I must stop him. Focus. My name is... is Hi, my name is... What? I am Daniel. And when you forget things, what is it called? Amnesia! Yes! I forget. What's it called? Yeah, I forget. Um, Amnesia The Dark Descent was one of the games that kind of pioneered this early on, and it's at the the top of this list, or at the back of it, however you want to say, because where a lot of these will affect gameplay in some way, Amnesia's sanity effects are more cosmetic. It's a first-person horror adventure, you're solving puzzles... Every once in a while, you have to deal with a monster stalking you. Most of them are these misshapen grunt creatures that sound like this. Trying to break down the door you just closed on. So, yes, they will... Break down doors, they will hunt you, they will chase you if they see you. You can hide in the darkness to get away from them, and they will lose sight of you. But the longer you're in the darkness, the more you will start to hear shit like this. (sighs) 
So your vision can become slanted if you're there for too long. You'll hear that sound like somebody crushing eggshells in their hands, whatever that is. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's whispers. You get like a vision filter. Your vision darkens. But at the end of the day, like that stuff can't actually hurt you. It just sort of, you know, it's there for atmospheric effect spoilers, I guess. Um, But... Amnesia is a terrifying game, even though by today's standards, it looks kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Like the, the scares have aged very well. Like that, that game's yeah. sense of tension and atmosphere is all there. And this is an important part of it. I think it's a kind of a masterpiece and mm-hmm. it's something I will never go back into myself <laughs> ever, ever again. And, and I was even like, it, it's been about 10 years since I played the game. Maybe a little uh, more. Also, there have been four Amnesia games so far. Yeah. Only one of them, Rebirth, has brought back the sanity feature, although it calls it fear. And it's it's also like, yeah, you're crouching in the dark for too long and gradually start to freak out. Or you encounter the monsters, you'll freak out, etc. The difference is that in this case, the Fear can actually kill you. Like, if you get to a certain point, it triggers a quote-unquote death. And it can also lead the monsters to sense you as you get more and more desperate. Uh, and, and it, like, the first game actually tells you, don't stare at the monsters too long. You'll go insane. That Ugh. can heighten it if you're just, like, sitting crouching in the dark staring at a monster. It'll also say, like, they'll eventually see you. But I haven't actually seen that play out in the first game. I, it just, this is neither here nor there, but it just reminds me of, a lot of us say, like, I'm kind of a night owl. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the last time you spent multiple hours, like, outside the house at night where there is no light kind of thing? Like, it's probably been a minute, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah. Like, I haven't done it since, like, the beach, but I remember doing it running away from this outward bound thing. And you like Mm. one, I was shocked. Like after a while, like I could totally see by star and moonlight. Hmm. And then you forget how many animals are nocturnal. Like, am I actually, what the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. What is that? (laughs) What is moving over there? So like, it's, it's only been like four times in my life, like a good eight or nine hours, like away from city light or what do you call it? Light pollution. Mm In the kind of darkness the amnesia presents, you will feel like you're going insane just because, like, our feeble human brains aren't meant to operate in that fucking environment. And here it is. So I just, I feel like I felt that some of what amnesia offers in real life, but uh, uh, I wasn't being hunted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is that. Maybe by, like, a camp counselor. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Is this going to be a Chris sees the fucking Sasquatch story? Is this going to be one of those? It was, it was not, but I, I, I'm still amazed. Like, it took, like, a couple hours. If I go outside right now and try and walk down my front steps to take out the garbage, I might fall and die because I can't see anything. But after a couple hours, like, you you sort of attune and get mm. used to the lack of light and you can see, I don't know. It was, it's amazing. I was there with people who agreed to the same thing. And if you walk on the beach at night, it, it kind of works too. But uh, yeah, sorry. Just reminded me of that. And I don't have any new memories of amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But that's, but that's, that's why, that's why I appreciated it. Like, um, especially with living alone now, like the darkness can be a source of madness for people. And yeah, even even think of people who are holed up watching 
a, a bad something with a bad news diet, and they're terrified about the people coming from <laughs> like swarming uh, over the border. Yeah, yeah, over the border. BLM's trying to steal my entire target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta go get a gun. Anyway, madness is what Amnesia. we're talking. My, it's my good. sanity meter is somewhere in the middle right yeah. now. All right. Let's pick it up a bit with a positive look at madness, sort of, with... Number four. You've come to the right place. Yarnum is the home of blood ministration. Ah, let's begin the transfusion. Oh, don't you worry. Ew. Whatever happens, you may think it all a mere bad dream. Is there anything that like that that's not improved by a sinister laugh? <laughs> I mean, uh, so yeah, this is of course Bloodborne, and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne actually has a more intricate sanity system than I realized. So yeah, I'm confused here. You elaborate a little bit yeah, about so this. So Bloodborne has a mechanic called Insight. That's one of your stats, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Insight goes up when you. For example, encounter certain monsters or read certain things or get these items called Madman's Knowledge, which are the skulls of people who've been afflicted with forbidden knowledge and and gain it. And what it represents is an understanding of the world around you, like that you are becoming attuned to these monsters and this cosmic knowledge of horrors beyond our understanding that we can't comprehend. What is interesting, there are a couple things that are interesting about Insight. The first is that there are certain things in the game you cannot perceive at all until you are at a certain point. So, for example, your helper throughout the game, the doll who appears in the hunter's dream, does not come to life until you have one Insight, and then you get to see this. Hello, good hunter. I am a doll, here in this dream to look after you. And there are also, like, the bath messengers, those creepy little dead things that appear that are actually helpers and you can put funny hats on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they appear as your insight gets a bit higher, and then you can you can trade insight with them for valuable items. You can use it to call other players into your game. There's a bunch of uses for insight, and when it gets to a certain level, you start to be able to perceive things that are much less helpful. Oh, Amidala. Oh, Amidala. Have mercy on the poor bastard. (laughs) So, yeah, mild spoilers. Uh, Once you get to a certain point, you will discover that, like, occasionally I'd just be attacked out of nowhere and I wouldn't understand why. And it's because there are these gigantic fucking monsters that are, like, clinging to the sides of certain buildings. And they're, they're like, you know, eldritch great ones. And you can't Mm -hmm. perceive them until your insight is at a certain level. And you can drop your insight down to the point where you can't perceive anything anymore. And the doll becomes inanimate. And it can be helpful to do this because certain enemies will be able to inflict, later in the game, a status element known as Frenzy. And Frenzy is basically your insanity meter. When it fills up, you Mm. will take a massive amount of damage. And the higher your insight, 
the faster Frenzy will build up. You can take like one or two hits from a Frenzy-inflicting enemy and just it, it'll fill up in seconds and you'll you'll explode, basically. The, one of the biggest things that inflicts this are called the Winter Lanterns, which look like the doll's body with like gigantic uh, eyeball heads uh, or heads covered in eyeballs and other things. And it's like, you're not even supposed to look at them. <laughs> or they can they can inflict frenzy on you. Yeah, they're meant they're meant to be. I think a little bit like mind flayers, like in D and D lore. Like they're yeah, they they basically. It's weird because it's called frenzy, but it basically makes you go insane to death. Like mm-hmm. and those things suck. They make. Luckily, they kind of have this weird song, so you kind of know when you're near one, and you you yeah. can figure out how to kill them before they look at you, or just avoid them altogether. But. Yeah, the the whole frenzy blood system and insanity systems in Bloodborne was always confusing. The easiest way yeah. is what Michael said is like get that insight up so you can start seeing the cool hidden shit in the game, but like I never really fully understood or had a build that relied on the blood stuff, mm-hmm. like the blood frenzy system in there, like it was strange and I yeah, just no, didn't I didn't want to spec my build that way because I was like, I, this is too complicated. I didn't, I didn't look into any of this. So you're kind of explaining to me yeah. like my favorite Souls experience, which I, I, I don't think I finished, and I never played the DLC. So I'm kind of dying. Hopefully by June I can download this again and play it uh, again because I love Bloodborne. God damn, oh, it just because like there's scares in all Souls games, but this one is intentionally scary throughout mm-hmm. it on purpose. Yeah. It's supposed to be scary, but it's, you know, it's fucking awesome. And I, I yeah, think yeah. it might have been so uh, Tony Wilson, friend of the show, has a whole mm-hmm. video about this mechanic and how, how sanity works in Bloodborne. And framework? Yeah, framework on YouTube. And uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Give me a second. The one cool thing about Insight is like they do intend you to have it. And I love that, like, what it's technically defined as is you have inhuman knowledge. Because yes. if you've played through Bloodborne, spoilers, yes, there's, like, Eldritch Horror stuff. There's also aliens, yeah. uh, which I guess a lot of Eldritch Horror does have alien stuff as well. Um, it's Beasthood is what I was thinking of, the whole yes. blood thing. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's there's the blood, Beasthood, then there's Frenzy. But, and they're all – those three are interrelated. Like, yeah. Insight reduces your Beasthood stat. Mm-hmm. So. But, but increases your susceptibility to Frenzy. And yes, and yeah, yes. I think it, to get back to what I was trying to say earlier, I think Tony was saying that like uh, everything you see is basically the result of people trying to acquire forbidden knowledge that humans yeah. can't process. So like, yeah, the the slime scholars in the university were like they sought forbidden cosmic knowledge and it turned them into this. These creatures yes. have too many eyes and have become like these gross bulbous insect monsters. And it's again, because they learned things that they weren't supposed to know. And as you're going through the game, you, you learn things that you're not supposed to know, but it's okay. Because as Tony points out in his excellent video, bloodborne insight, seeing what should never be seen. You're an idiot with no sense of self preservation. (laughs) You don't behave like a rational, sane person who would try to protect themselves in this situation. So Mm -hmm. You're fine, actually. I do think it's it's strange that you need this to summon other players mm-hmm. into your game. Like, I don't know how that's related to insanity and, no, and forbidden it, knowledge. It, because it's, you know, forbidden Social knowledge to how, how the world works, and that means bridging the gap between it and other worlds. Cross-check mm-hmm. your reality bubble, man. Come mm-hmm. on, man. You can't <laughs> let 2016 happen all over again. <laughs> 
But yeah, yes. it's uh, it's a really it's really cool that they turned this into such a complex and in in the most Dark Souls in way possible like overly complicated system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's really neat. It it really is. Let's get back to simplicity. Number three. I'm a bit worried about you meeting the Yabawaka. Everything will be fine. I need to go alone. We already agreed that's the only way. Besides, they don't seem to like you. They don't seem to like outsiders. They shot arrows at a military chopper. Hard to blame them. Since you published your book, they've been under siege by the media, scientists, doctors. The World Health Alliance established a medical camp and probably performed research violating the tribe's taboos. But I will convince them. I have to. Like that their version of the World Health Organization is the World Health Alliance, so instead of the who, it's the what? 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 So, yeah, World Health International is the why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What game is this? I don't know. So it. there's uh, several survival games that use sanity systems. I think Don't Starve is probably the most prominent, but that doesn't have a lot of great sounds. So instead, I went with <laughs> Green Hell, which does. Uh, what in the green hell? In this, what this in the one, green hell is yeah. this game? <laughs> this game is it's basically a, a Amazon jungle style survival game where you have to, you know, craft things and eat things and make a shelter and watch for attacks from a faction of hostile natives who, like the the native tribe that lives here, doesn't like you because you're the anthropologist who made their lives miserable. And there's a faction that splintered off that wants to kill you and will try to hunt you if they ever see you or see your fire at night, etc., etc. And you have to manage a bunch of things, obviously, your hunger, your exposure, various wounds that can be inflicted on you. You don't want to get gangrenous. But there are certain things that will affect your sanity. For example, you might get an infected wound and you might have to grab some maggots and throw them on there as a natural disinfectant. But this naturally affects your sanity a bit. If you eat human meat, it will go down. If Yum. you don't get a good night's sleep or, or on a comfortable surface, it will go down. And eventually it will manifest as the main character hearing his own self-doubts echoing at him. I don't, I don't get it. That's what I hear every day yeah. when I wake up in the morning. And I still get out of bed like Pee Wee Herman. That's just normal. I mean, I throw up those weights. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of us get a good amount of sleep. So yeah, yeah in this game, we would we would all be dead. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes eat human flesh. So uh, yeah, I sometimes sure. have the balls to hangnails to make a game flesh, right? with a native South American tribe. Man, I wonder how that's handled mm. uh, five years ago. Yeah, well, the the ones that attack you all have uh, skulls painted on their faces, as you do. Ah, King Kong-esque. I love it. Yeah, yeah. This is like, <laughs> this is a fictional tribe. Uh, don't don't come after us for demeaning Don't any tell the North Sentinelese about this. Yeah, exactly. That don't. seems to be like the whole thing about like shooting arrows at military helicopters. Like, well, that's something the Sentinelese did. 
And if you look into them, you find out like, oh, they had very, very good reasons yes. to not trust outsiders. Yes, they do. Going back about 100 years. Still a neat concept for a, a survival multiplayer. Yeah. And eventually you will hallucinate members of this, this faction coming after you. And they will explode when you attack them. Come back here! But what makes them interesting is that in addition to exploding, they can actually hurt you. And if they shoot arrows at you, those arrows might come from your own inventory. So, uh, like, is it suggesting that you're hurting yourself? Like you're just stabbing yourself with arrows and like, oh no, I've been shot. It's mm. an interesting idea. Um, but yes, it is. It does get pretty extreme. You don't know what's real or what isn't. And in any case, it doesn't really matter because it can hurt you whether it's real or not. And then, yeah, when things get really crazy, you just become disoriented and echoey and, uh... Damn it! Echoes and reverse motivational messages while you're being attacked by dudes. Reverse motivation. Reverse motivational poster. It's a cat sitting on the ground, like, don't hang in there. Stay down. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go, man. Just, yeah, a cat staring up at a branch saying, stay down. <laughs> saying, quit. <laughs> Just quit. Anything's better than this. Mm -hmm. Not Green Hell. I don't know. I have not I have not even heard of this game. It's, you know, it's one of those survival games like Ark or Raft or The Forest that is really popular on YouTube and is completely under our radar because we don't really pay attention to that whole genre. But they they rarely make you go insane and like I that's kind true. of I'm I'm in, I'm a little curious how that's treated in a multiplayer environment because it's almost assured there's got to be a shorthand for that for long-time players. Ah shit. <laughs> Bill's gone insane. Sorry guys, I've just gone insane yeah. for a little bit like <laughs> there's probably there's probably a better name for it. Yeah. A I'm, less able I'm not one. 100% sure like I was trying to find out having not played this game multiplayer, if you lose your sanity and you start hallucinating people, do other players who haven't lost their sanity also see them? Yeah, are you that, that like, weak link in the, the army movie? Yeah. Dude uh, saw too much shit, man. I can't get him out of it. Can't step out of it. All I could find was, like, somebody saying that, like, yeah, we're experiencing a bug where uh, when, when a player hallucinates these guys, other players can walk up to them and take their, their weapons away. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, okay. <laughs> All I know is when I search for this game, the last video that shows up is the Animal Husbandry Update release trailer. Hell yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, baby. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's the new, uh, it's probably the new woke King of the Hill. Always recycling. Yeah, no Green Hill. Got it. Eating a well-done impossible steak, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that boy Jake just ain't right. <laughs> and speaking of things that just ain't right. Number two. Our every step unsettled the ancient earth. But we were in a realm of death and madness. In the end, I alone. Led laughing and wailing through those black and arcades of antiquity. 
consciousness failed me. This game is narrated by a guy with a very deep voice. Ah, yes. Uh, any ideas what this is? Well, it's not the guy from Final Fantasy. Is this what? the one where the system's called something else? But yes. It's really just... Yes. It's the stress. This is stressing me out. Yes, yeah, stress. You have to manage your stress. In, in darkest dungeon? dungeon. Not not just a dark dungeon, mind you. No, the darkest the of dungeons. Darkest dungeon, which is actually this, this guy's... The narrator's family manor, which has been turned... It's a portal to another a much darker world when monsters are flooding up out of it so you need to recruit a bunch of heroes and lead them into battle and and certain doom because th a lot of them are gonna die or go insane it's a very lot. very call of cthulhu vibe yeah that's another thing it should call out even though we're not talking about call of cthulhu video games in this mm -hmm. this sort of idea of sanity as a gameplay mechanic originated with the tabletop Call of Cthulhu game, like yeah. in the 80s, I think, uh, published by Chaosium. And yeah, that that was a key thing that like as you're seeing horrific things, monsters that defy human understanding or just, you know, run of the mill gruesome violence, you can lose points of sanity and then you'll just, you know, go completely whatever you might. We should say, I mean, all of this, yeah, it mm -hmm. goes, it's all Lovecraftian yeah. stuff. That so, has been, yeah. You know, like so Oops. many of these games are drawing from the same source material where, yeah, it's like you, you're seeing this knowledge that the human mind cannot possibly process. And because of that, you go instantly insane. And it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, that it, it we know that people, if they see things that are too traumatic, these are things you can process, but it's just so traumatic that it's mm -hmm. hard to get over. Like, that that can cause this as well. It can cause some very terrible mental health, uh, you know. Yeah. Listeners yeah. might be aware of it in the Nintendo movie, The Wizard. California. Jimmy doesn't speak and just says California occasionally. Because that movie was totally different before they inserted Nintendo into it. <laughs> Just saying, it's a catch-all for our audience. Mm -hmm. You've all seen The Wizard, I know you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it became the Nintendo... Like, I can't even imagine. It's like, without Nintendo, it's it's a, it's a depressing indie movie nobody saw. <laughs> Without imagine Nintendo, it's it's a little kid Rain Man is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Imagine pitching that to Shigeru Miyamoto. So we start off in a foster home. Mm -hmm. The dad is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Great. I love this. Yeah. This is the guy who wouldn't let Donkey Kong fire guns. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, once your stress, uh, a character's stress reaches its breaking point, it can inflict all sorts of nasty things. Reeling. Gasping, take him over the edge into madness. Oh, and they all get narrated. The walls close in. The shadows whisper of conspiracy. There can be no hope in this hell. No hope at all. No hope at all. I like the flip side of it, though, where, like, yes, most of the time... If you get, it's like half of the, there's like a 200 threshold, and if you get over 100, you will most of the time get an affliction, which is a negative thing that will, you know, affect your gameplay. But some small percentage of characters, just like, sort of like in real life, there are people who like, there are people who crack under pressure, mm -hmm. and then those who rise to it, some small percentage of the time you will have virtuous characters who actually benefit from the extra stress, and they will have, like, beneficial effects in your party, because it's like, no, this guy thrives on pressure and stress, and now he's going to be able to do things like heal himself. So it, it has this, like, total flip side, but again, 
that is like the rarest of rare chances. Most of the time, stress is going to break you and you're going to do some bad shit, such as hurting yourself or hurting other people in your party or, uh, yeah, be, you know, running away in fear from fights, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. And, and yeah, there, there are ways to reduce stress. You can spend some gold to help your, your party members decompress after the fighting, but, like, you can also recruit different classes like chesters or beast tamers that have skills that can reduce party stress mm-hmm. whereas yeah if you let someone get the irrational trait for example when they they get stressed out too much they might start dragging the rest of your party's sanity down with them it, it'll start negatively affecting everyone else oh yeah and yeah. you know your your characters can switch sides sometimes and decide like oh i gotta gotta side with the monsters they're the winning team yeah you just become an energy vampire i mm-hmm. love that it's uh but I, I do love the way it ultimately ends is once your stress reaches the max you just die of a heart attack. <laughs> you yeah. just die. Oh, thank and, God. <laughs> uh, and that game has a state, it's called like Death's Door, where you're like, you're just about to die. You're like in the throes of death. And so um, after a while, you will die outright. But uh, yeah, basically, it just stresses you out to death, which yeah. that's real, people. And this is the part of the show where we advocate, like, if you need to talk to someone, it's okay. And that is normal. And yes. it's, you know, mental health professionals are there just a phone call away for many people. It's and true. Uh, there's no weakness in it. So please do not be someone. Fred Sanford in aquatic zone. Like just holding your heart as the, the timer counts down. <laughs> Don't stress <laughs> out. What? Well, I'm being serious. And then, uh, like, it took uh, me a second to connect the references. It's just, <laughs> like, why is he in aquatic zone? Oh, right. Cause the sonic, Elizabeth, it's going. I'm coming, Elizabeth. Here go. Um. Yeah, I did a Fred Sanford impression in a 2023 podcast. I don't care. I don't care. I'm crazy. Do his son. Do his son. Uh, Dad. Lamont. You want me to do Lamont? I don't know what either sounds like. I just know the name of the show. You know what Red Fox sounds like? Come on. No, he said do his son. Like Lamont. I can do fucking Grady. Hey, Fred. There. Yeah. <laughs> See? Like, where were you guys at with Sanford and Son references? Sorry, am I ruining the insanity? You're, you're not offending enough people. Can you do every Fat Albert character next? Hey, <laughs> uh, Matt, you like school in <laughs> summertime. I didn't, no, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean no. to actually do it. <laughs> I was doing Bing Crosby Parrot from a Looney Tunes cartoon. Right, yeah, we got Give me shit. I was not really doing much. He's getting prepped for the holiday season, folks. He's got to have his bing. Darkest Dungeon. We got anything else it's, to say about this? People love this game, and I will tell you the stress system stresses me out, and mm. this game is balls difficult. It's really, yeah. really hard, and it's this is one weak. of the reasons... But it, it, it is very chewy as far as RPGs go. There's a lot to sink your teeth into, and mm. this being one of them, like, it is full of systems and full of atmosphere. I didn't play the sequel, really, but uh, played a lot of the first one and never got very far because it's fucking hard. But mm. uh, it's really neat that they developed all these systems that work in a really cool roguelike. So check it out. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move along to... Flesh. Bone. Bound together with the oddest magical incantation. This wretched book is where it all began so long ago. Before time. Before humanity. I am Dr. Edward Roivas. I am a clinical psychologist. 
I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the Roivas family. It is the story of humanity. Oh, a big, big proclamation there at the end. Was anyone else expecting the background music to just kick into like, ah? Yes, I expected. <laughs> I expected full sliver uh, at this point. <laughs> full sliver. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things. We're old enough where, like, if you told someone Gregorian monk chants were huge in the early '90s, they just wouldn't believe you. And you're like, no, you really just had to be there. It was real. Fun. Yeah, you, you think Karens are powerful now? <laughs> they made Gregorian monk chants the number one album for months. Anyway, this, this is one of my favorite horror question mark games of all time eternal darkness it's a horror darkness sanity's requiem Mm -hmm. uh aka the nintendo m for mature horror game Mm -hmm. which has not just a sanity system but a patented sanity system oh this is real you can go look up the patent on google patents i'm looking at it right now it it is expired i think it expired like two years ago but uh-huh. the patent says a video game and game system incorporating a game character's sanity level that is affected by occurrences in the game, such as encountering a game creature or gruesome situation. A character's sanity level is modified by an amount determined based on a character reaction to the occurrence, such as taking a rest or slowing game progress and or an amount of character preparation, etc., etc., etc. And they use Link in the illustrations for some reason, but... Yeah, so Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem was a game that implemented one of the best sanity systems I think I've ever seen. One of the most fun, certainly, because this would fuck with not just the main character, but with you, the player. It was yeah, it broke the fourth wall. Constantly break. It was like Psycho Mantis Overdrive, constantly breaking the fourth <laughs> wall to fuck with you personally. And find ways to scare you personally. Like, you might not be afraid of a monster on screen, but you might be afraid if you go into a pause screen late in the game and it says, do you really want to delete your save? Yes, no. And you say no, and it says deleting save. And mm-hmm. Or if you, you know, see a cutscene and then it smash cuts to a, a screen that says, the evil is defeated for now, but the real threat still looms. And will be defeated in Eternal Darkness Sanity's Redemption coming soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> which um, is which is a thing games used to pull back in the day. Some oh, yeah. of these were clever. Some never worked. Like the one for me, I'm like, it's cool that you thought of that, but it was the volume meter one because mm. every TV back then had a different looking volume meter, so it was yeah. so obvious when it was like turning up and down the volume I'm like that's not what my tv's volume thing looks like yeah that's, but that's oh man it was like it was for a stab in the dark the green rectangles like yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty good call yeah it was, a, it was like a 50 percent chance that was going to be what your tv volume looked like i guess pretty but good call. no i mean so every, every one of the fourth wall breaking ones were fun like once and then they were just annoying after that yeah. but but even then I still did. You guys play through all three times or something to get the good ending, where basically every ending is tied to one of the elder gods, and then there's like a secret ending. I think I played through a couple of them, so that yeah, there is every. So at the beginning of the game, if I remember right, and I didn't research this, but I'm just talking from memory. So at the beginning of the game, I think you can choose one of these. The character that you're playing that becomes the villain. Spoilers can choose one of these three. Uh, mm-hmm. Elder Gods to align himself with, and then you end up 
uh, so that that affects like which monsters you you see throughout the game because there's three different kinds that like there's red zombies, blue zombies, uh, and green zombies, and and there's also like black zombies. They're they're all just like these gross skeletal creatures, but they have different attributes. And as the other playable characters, which you know, the conceit is that as Alexa Royvis, the main character, you're you're reading about the stories of all these other characters who've tried to fight the darkness and failed. But you need to ally yourself with like the elder god that is like it, it's like a rock paper scissors system. Whichever one is against the god that you're facing, you need to ally yourself with them. But then. They fuck with you at the end. So it's all about, like, you have to do this three times to break this cycle and, you know, find, find like, the real white hat elder god who's going to help you out and defeat the other three. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very interesting setup, but, uh, again, like, the, the things that it does are a lot of fun. Like, for example, you might enter a room and suddenly get a pop-up message saying, GameCube controller's disconnected. But it's still going, and all the zombies swarm around you. Tear you apart. This isn't really happening! And yeah, you'll, you'll hear that sort of message a lot. Uh, that, no, this isn't happening! Uh, I think my favorite and most extravagant one, especially for audio, is you might enter a room, and uh, you're looking around, and all of a sudden your character's head falls off onto the floor. Mm -hmm. And you're still walking around, and there's a prompt to pick up the head. So you do, and it, like, zooms in on it like it's an item you just picked up, and you hear this. That is the question. Whether tis nobler in a mind must suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. That's pretty good writing. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Was it Bella down the street? What? To sleep, no. Is that Hank Williams? And by a to say we <laughs> Forsooth. Is it really happening? I saw I saw a pretty good observation that he, like Shakespeare invented like seventeen hundred words or whatever, but like if you try any and your English teacher calls him a genius, try that once in any essay and your, your English teacher will fail you right off the bat. Like, mm. sorry, you can't invent words. Only Shakespeare's yes, allowed yes. to. Yes, you have to be an established professional before you can invent words. I remember getting into a fight with an editor once because I wanted to say Silent Hill 2 will make you want to puke. And she's like, that word doesn't get into the paper. And then I looked <laughs> it up later. It's like Shakespeare invented that word. Did he? He did. Wow. Wow, I had no idea he was so cromulent. He was. <laughs> or at least he took credit for someone else inventing it. Mm, sure, why not? Which happened. It was actually Francis Bacon. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, this is just a lot of fun still. Like, yeah, I, I love, you know, entering a room and, like, all of a sudden my character's head explodes and then their arms explode and I'm piloting a headless, armless corpse fun. around until it explodes. I just remember when that wasn't happening, I was profoundly bored by the game. I, I, I thought it was a really decent survival horror game. Like mm. I loved it. Apart, I, like I, the, the sanity was obviously the hook, but like the combat was fun. The uh, well, I like how it took you through various ages mm -hmm. too it was like here's here's mm -hmm. this ancient rome and then oh okay now now it's a bit more modern and it, it was telling you know it was all the family connections right you're playing through different generations yeah. basically well and you know some of them are the the Royvis family which by the way is savior backwards just saying mm -hmm. uh but yeah they, there's 
like I, I think like a, an ancient Mesopotamian sculptor or something, and uh, there's there's like a bunch of different characters. There's like yeah, some of your ancestors in the 18th century, and uh, you know in the 50s, like you play as your father or grandfather, I think. And there's like also like a Canadian firefighter who stumbles on some of this stuff while like fighting fires in Iraq oh, yeah. during Desert Storm. Weird. So yeah, it goes all over the place, and and this is on fire, eh? <laughs> and 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 probably it, it's in the top three weirdest first party Nintendo games. Of yeah. All time. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it was, it was by part of the charm. Silicon Knights, and I think they used some of this mojo when they oh, did the, the two human guys. Yeah, the, the Denny Die Die. When they did the uh, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, mm-hmm. uh, when they redid the Psycho Mantis scene, like yeah, there's some there's some uh, Eternal Darkness DNA in this bit. Should I say that on the show? I was. I feel like I never get lucky like this. Everything's picked dry wherever I go, and I just uh, garage sale. I'll pull over. Mint condition twin snakes. Oh, damn. two two dollars. And like <laughs> what? Holy shit! Hmm. Nice. And I tried to trade it to a friend for an early copy of Zelda. Hmm. <laughs> you can just have it. Just give me. <laughs> oh well. Gimme. I, I, I liked Eternal Darkness a lot. This this still has it, has a pleasant place in my heart. Yeah, I never I never loved it, but I, I also remember being frustrated with how, how how dark it was, which I think may have been mm. a result of the, the monitor or screen I was playing it on at that the time. Could be. Yeah. And uh it's odd is Nintendo doesn't own this because they tried to make a sequel without mm. I think they do, actually. I don't know that they do, because it was in production for a long, long time. Mm. Um, and they kickstarted, it, not called Eternal Darkness, but... Uh, yeah, the, the spiritual man, successor. It is a long, long nightmare to nothing, uh, getting a sequel to this. Don't even look into it. Someone gets arrested for child porn. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Shadow it, of the Eternals would have been yeah. the name. Yeah. Apparently, there's still one in development at Denny Dyack's new studio. I don't know. Is anyone we'll still see. giving that kind of money? Yeah. <laughs> two Human was great. Mm-hmm. Souls Fade. I didn't mind Two Human. Two Human was fine. Well, it had I an addictive loop. Didn't yeah, they? Yeah, didn't yeah. they have like a massive lawsuit with Epic that ended with them like not being legally allowed to sell any of their games anymore? Yeah, something like that. Whoa. <clears throat> or at least one game specifically where they yes, well, X, like X Men Destiny, were... and I think Too Human too. They were they were barred from selling. I like, want to say Unreal wasn't it like games. wasn't it like they started out by suing Epic and Epic yeah. countersued, and mm-hmm. then they they ended up just getting just losing it all, and it's like oh great. Well, Good idea in, there, guys. It's my in an epic lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I used to write headlines. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> as good a point as any to wind this down. Sanity effects. Uh, hope you liked our last spooky topic for the yes. the, the month, kids. Wow, October's uh, almost uh, over. Holy Please enjoy if, if, if thirty twenty ten this week uh, Nightmare Before Christmas discussion. One of the weirdest discussions about a classic we've ever had. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't like that movie. I just really? I want I want to go on the record as saying like big Disney fan. Never liked the movie. Like a couple songs. There's a couple good big songs. Big Tim in Burton that movie fan. Sure. Big Henry Selleck fan. Big Disney fan. I'm with Matt. 
Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I like a lot of Tim Burton stuff. I yep. prefer The Corpse Bride. See, over I, I, I had my first kiss after watching that movie out, out behind the movie theater. So That was uh, the 3D re-release in 2022. <laughs> 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 my first kiss was last year after however many years of marriage. <laughs> Diana finally let him get to first base. All right. <laughs> I knew I'd be rewarded if I waited. He's a patient boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, waits, Chris. Love uh, waits. Speaking of waiting, uh, wait until after this break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about some Spider-Man Two, some Mario Wonder, uh, some Woo! Slay the Princess, a whole bunch of Ooh. shit. Stay tuned. Woo! That boy needs therapy. Psychosomatic. That boy needs therapy. Psychosomatic. That boy needs therapy. Lying down on the couch. Well, what does that mean? You're a nut. You're crazy in the coconut. What does that mean? That boy needs therapy. I'm gonna kill you. That boy needs therapy. Granny Kazoo, let's have a two. I want I count three. That 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 boy, boy needs therapy. <laughs> he was white as a sheep. And he also made false teeth. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. The 1980s were the golden age of mean hard R comedies. I think I was remembering my sanitized commercial television viewings because, like, Beverly D'Angelo's naked for, like, no I, reason, and I totally forgot I about that. I had forgotten all about that. Because yeah. that, that shocked me, too. I was like, wait a minute. she We see her boobies a couple of times. I don't remember that. This might be a fact. This is the fourth National Lampoon movie? I yes. was shocked to find that out because there's two I have never seen or heard of there, between Animal yeah, House. Two that are kind of lost. One of them's called uh, National Lampoon Goes to the Movies. And Class then, Reunion. Hmm, Class Reunion. Yeah, that's right. I think this is the last movie that where it's clearly defined, like, Harold Ramis is involved in this in some way. Like, we have some DNA of people who yeah. worked the National Lampoon magazine. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like anything goes. Now well, it's kind that, of like stoner frat comedies, but not always. They, it's really they, the company doesn't exist, and they sold the I name. Know. To put on shitty movies that are like already being made, I believe, and they okay. just they'll affix the National Lampoons. I guess the R is for the, the magazine's reputation itself. It was pretty hmm. fucking edgy for for its time. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our second segment where we're just going to dive headlong. We've got so much of these to get through. Mm-hmm. We cannot waste any time on a long intro as I set up that segment. He's no doing guess. it again! Oh, Dave the Diver comes a swish. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anybody yeah, here so Dave excited. the Diver? Hell yeah. I love excited. Dave the Diver. Oh my, where do you guys even want to start? Super Mario Wonder is I wonder where we should start. Yeah, uh, Wonder, Oneater, uh, Oneater. however you want to pronounce it. I apologize. I can't stop saying it either, and I hate yeah. myself for does, it. Does it's that make classic. sense? To, like, has everyone seen that thing you do? I'm asking our listeners. If uh, you haven't. It's a rhetorical question. It's a uh, funny gag, and mm-hmm. watch it. You should die in a young fire. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I'm just man. kidding. Uh, it's a, but it's a great film. Um, 
it's a band called the wonders who spell it oneaters and everyone's like that's awful you're gonna change that like we're not our film did that film launch the career of one of my favorite underappreciated actors, Steve Zahn? Like, no, was he was his around. First biggie? No, it was more, Tom Everett Scott. I think he got. You remember the the American Werewolf in London sequel that nobody talks about? My first American Werewolf experience, American Werewolf in Paris, the mm. all CG version of the oh, wonderful God. Rick Baker oh, movie. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in a bunch of shit for a while. Anyway, Mario yeah. Wonder. Yeah. Oh, Super Mario Wonder, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, actually. That, that, we should talk about that. Yeah. They, <laughs> no one calls it that. Like, I didn't realize until I bought the game and started it up. I'm like, oh, they're still putting bros in well, here. What Why, they what call they it doing? is the Super Mario Brothers Wonder game from Ninten- for Nintendo Switch. That's uh, true. <laughs> can I can I start a conspiracy theory, too? Can I start? Are, are, please, please are a couple of those talking flowers... Is that the corporate translation guy from all the Nintendo Directs? I mean, he he kind of has that energy. They did yeah. confirm the vo- that voice actor was rumored to be the new Mario, and then it, it turns out he's just the voice of all the flowers. The one thing I will oh, he say is about- the voice. All right, so I'm yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, it's not the same voice as Mario. It's a different voice actor, but but that guy who does the flowers is. I like the flowers, and they can be funny. I'm. A little disappointed with the flowers because I was really hoping, and again, this is me getting disappointed in a game that of a game that was in my head that was never the actual game. I kind of thought the flowers would change what they said depending on what was going on or whatever. So and they're very do. much just like they're just going to read the same line every time. You but it, it's scripted, so the first time it's usually pretty charming or yes, hilarious because yes. they're reacting to what. But you... they don't even have two lines. It's just no, this flowers. Yeah, gonna but say the they, same they line. are. They are. If you, I'm not smart enough to have a great conversation about game design. Those are fantastic methods of game design. They're introducing you to a new world. They're part of the fauna. And they mm-hmm. literally tell you what to do without you really thinking about it. There's Sometimes no on-screen prompt. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, maybe you should jump here. Oh, if only you could be something else right now. Of like, a, it, It's, hey, poke around. See what's going on. One mm-hmm. thing that I heard Jeff Gersman say this week on his show that I, I do have to agree with him on is they give off strong blues clues, voice vibes. You know, it's very much like that. I mean, that we were, kid we were show. saying that off mic. That Nintendo Direct guy's voice translated from like hyper sanitized corporate speak from Japanese comes across as like the most inauthentic thing since the Fubu shirt I bought at the flea market. It's it's like it's <laughs> it's so awful, and I'm so tired of hearing that. Coming soon. Like, I hate it. Like, go <laughs> announce a monkey ball game and stay away from my Nintendo game announcements. Yeah. But I, I like I like the flowers. I like yeah. this game. They, they do sometimes change what they say. Like, you know, there, there's a couple that it's like, oh, you're back if you if you double back oh, really? to where they are. Yeah. Ah. Like, they, they, and, you know, when the environment changes around them, they might be like, oh, I w-, like I think the, the silhouette stage. If you don't, if you pass by the silhouette wonder seed, he'll be like, Oh, I wonder if I could turn into a silhouette here and says something different if you're a silhouette. But um, Mario Wonder is basically the best, like the the very best of New Super Mario Brothers combined with this hallucinatory Wonder Seed thing where every level has a complete bizarre transformation. And if you find this not really hidden thing, come like just utterly changes the gameplay, changes the level layout, and it's all in completely unique ways that are like bespoke to that level. There's there's one where you might like 
unleash a stampede of buffalo that you then ride on top of and you have to stay with them because they'll they'll jump over things they'll and knock over the to... flagpole you're you yeah. would you would yeah. end the level without them and get you to a secret exit mm-hmm. it is it is the spiritual sequel to super mario world and that's what i'm most excited about it is that tony hawk 5 thing that didn't pan out for that game i mean no offense to yoshi's island because i do love those games but to me, they've never been Mario games because they're Yoshi games, and all the Yoshi mm-hmm. games look like Super Mario <laughs> World 2. This is Super Mario World 2, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yeah, it has a lot of firsts. Like, there's new enemies in a 2... Which, it's been forever since I've seen a new enemy type in a 2D Mario game. You mm-hmm. know, like, just straight up, like, that's not quite a Goomba. I don't even know what that thing is. It's a different shape. There's the buffaloes, like you mentioned, which mm-hmm. can help you. They can be enemies. There's the hippos, which I don't think are ever really enemies, but they just become bouncing pads if you knock yeah. them into... There's, there's the weird birds that shoot their beaks at you, and the beaks become <laughs> like spears that you can climb on. By the way, I 100% no-scope this. I have platinumed the Nintendo version of Platinum. Wow. This. And by the the when they said, this is the final thing... There is a fight. It's called the final final. <laughs> that shit is really hard. Yeah, it's it's one of the that. only really hard. My pro tip is to use the floaty jump. I had to look up where three flower coins were. You will get the flagpole every time with that thing. You will get, you will always get the coin usually with that thing. I never, the badge system, which I was excited about is really more of like a polite, more polite version of Mario handholding. Like, what would you? How would you prefer to play this level? Because ninety percent of them are completely useless. You will not get anything by using this. It's just if you like to play like this. Yeah, I mean, one gets you extra coins for defeating enemies, and then you quickly realize you don't coins need to collect that many coins because there's a way to buy extra lives for flower really coins cheap with the flower bits. You know, at some point you can buy ninety nine lives with three hundred flower coins, and you yeah. will have them by the end of the game. Uh, the yeah. badges are, are a little useless. What I really found, and I knew this was going to be the case, The uh, did any of you turn on online play? Yeah. Uh, man, that was It's really mandatory. Neat. You should do it. You should absolutely yeah. do it. Like I like I've, I say with, to some of you with uh, your Souls games, it's nice to have someone laying down tips for you, but this is just like, if you walk into a level and there is... An op- like a, a kind of ghostly person standing there bouncing, looking at you. What he's saying is like, this is fucking hard and I need you to stand here because when I die, I can become a ghost and touch you and come back to life mm-hmm. and we can do this for each other uh, to get through this hard part of the level. There's a hard part on the last, last level. You will see people lined up waiting for friends because it's like see. very, very, very hard. I thought what you were going to say is sometimes the ghosts, you'll see someone standing where places that you didn't think you could stand. Like sometimes they reveal yes. the secret passages yes. in these levels like oh that guy's going up above the sky there must be a way to get up there and and mm-hmm. find the second part of the level you these know? are like more evidence of nintendo brilliance half-assed brilliance they'll never follow up on there's a heart system because if you hit down an x you can plant signposts which are your only unlockables really in this game other than badges yeah. and what those are used for is it's like you can if you die in some levels, you as long as you touch someone's signpost, it revives you, right? But there. that's that's like your you, souls like thing. You can yeah, say it's like a there's ghost no form. chat. It like makes you speak in game. Like <clears throat> if a signpost is here, 
I'm telling you, this is heart. Yeah, yeah, So be yeah. prepared, and if you need to, come back here, and you'll get hearts. What are the hearts used for? Do they unlock anything? Absolutely not. It's this beautiful system Nintendo designed and will never integrate in any meaningful way. But it's beautiful. The online mode is my one of my favorite things about it. But like you said, did you say that on mic, the yellow submarine? Uh, it, it's, it's Mario World, the real Mario World 2, and it's hallucinatory, and yeah. everything is interesting all I, of the time. I don't remember if I said it on mic or not, but yes, if Mario if Mario games are the Beatles, this is Yellow Submarine. <laughs> like it's, this it's, is yeah. a crazy one. It's weird. It's unexpected, and it streamlines all the things I loved about Mario Odyssey, where throw your hat, become this thing. Most mm-hmm. of those seeds make you become a thing, like <laughs> inclu- up to and including in a platforming game. You're going to be the platform for a little while. Yeah. And you're going to play as the level. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really love the uh, the break levels. So, like, you know, it, it, I think one of the ways yeah. this is a sequel to, like, Super Mario World is is it kind of changes the structure of a 2D Mario game. And so, yes, there are the traditional, quote-unquote, long levels. Once you've played a Sonic game, Sonic Superstars, and compared to this, you're like, well, none of these levels are super long. But they don't need to be. They're fun. And then there's these little, like, break levels, which are usually kind of goal-oriented, right? It'll Microscopic. Be like, uh, or, or it'll like, like I, defeat all the enemies here. Or I think get, all the badges are dumb. The badge levels are some of my favorite things. So it gives you the handicap, a handicap in the form of a buff. Mm-hmm. Like, now you just have the infinite sprint thing where you can... All you do is run fast, but you can run like Wily e. Coyote off cliffs for a couple of feet before you realize there's <laughs> nothing underneath you. And the levels mm-hmm. are designed with those in mind. I never found the badges worked organically in any of the regular worlds. Yeah. Uh, my talking to my, I, no, but like, there, there are some levels that aren't badge levels that are just break. I think they're called like totally. break levels where it's just like, you're just going to get a wonder seed in this level. And it's like a short little thing. And it's, you can even think of them. Some of them as like tutorials. It's like, it's just teaching you a game mechanic and right. they're nice. And what I like about this game, what I was hinting at at the beginning of the show, if you remember all the way back there, um, this game to me and this, I'm not knocking this at all. I, I love this about it. Because of the way it's structured with the levels and the overworld map, it's very much, I can take little bite-sized gaming chunks of this game. Like, you know what? I'm just going to do like four or five levels, put this down, and then marathon Spidey for like five hours straight. Like, this game is very, very digestible in that way. It was a very good counterbalance to Spider-Man, which Mm -hmm. can be deeply engrossing and story-heavy. I just want to play this before I have to go pick up my dad or go to bed. That's what Mario is perfect for, including, mm-hmm. like, not to mention portable play. These are the shortest Mario levels I think I can ever remember seeing. Okay, like, so it's that, that. Okay, so I was wondering yeah. that I'm like, well, maybe Mario levels have just been getting shorter over no. the years, and I'm not remembering that. Well, I, I would say maybe one of the reasons that they're so short is that uh, you have the Wonder Seeds that transform them halfway through, and so it's yeah, kind of a that's true. And Sonic can be twice the level. Admirably did the opposite. They made massive Sonic levels. Everybody mm. oh, yes. kind of told you was impossible, like ten minute Sonic levels. So it's like it's nice that those games can coexist with two different caches mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. like returning to their platforming roots. But it's it's weird because like this does evolve the formula. It still does a lot of things. I feel like the the new Super Mario Bros. games introduced, which is like the. In New Super Mario, it was like the big gold coins, I think, or whatever. Like, every level would have three, eh. and in this game, it's the big flower. blue. Mario World did coins. that. Yoshi's yeah. Island did that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's not much introduced here, if I'm being completely honest. They steal Bubble Bobble's mechanic pretty entirely and, and, and is kind of a useless power-up. It's fun to be the elephant just because you have a constant 
close range attack, which is mm-hmm. something Mario hasn't really had. And and there are certain points where like, you know, you'll be able to uh, suck up water into your trunk. Yeah. And, you and then you'll that. see, like, oh, there's, like, a dried-up wonder flower or whatever that is key to getting through this part that I need to spray. I am still surprised, because when, when I reached the end of the level with water in my trunk, mm-hmm. I fucking bukkake the toad character yeah. at the end mm-hmm. on their head, and it their head blossomed and spawned a rainbow. I'm like, this should be a goal or, or some kind <laughs> yeah. of tallied achievement, and it's not. It, 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 it's not involved in anything unless I'm missing something. Just a neat little, little visual bonus. Yeah. yeah. No, it's – it's. Uh, I, I was going to ask you guys, like, so I'm not very far in compared to you, but so far my one disappointment of the elephant power is I'm like, other than the trunk and the water thing, they – I thought they would have me use my girth a lot more in, in that power. Almost like, never. oh, I should be I should be smashing floors more because I'm an elephant. It's like it doesn't use a lot of that. You can't. You, you can. There is some benefit to being heavier. It's just very rare, and it never, almost never, gets hmm. you a purple coin or a flagpole, which is at okay. the end of the day the only thing they're keeping track of. Yeah. I, I do like that it lets you store a power up, which I know previous Mario games have done before, but that's Mario always World. so handy. Yep, it's just like, hey, I got an extra power up here if I need it, and or I can just kind of risk reward. Like, eh, I think I'm fine just as Super Mario. I don't need the, the Fire Flower until until you really do need it later. You know, when you go Small Mario. I do love, and I've seen multiple people comment on this that like they put in one of the very best stage freakouts, uh, like right at the beginning. So the second the stage, yeah. yeah, is the one where the, with the singing piranha plants. And they 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 oh, pop yeah. out and they sing a unique little song while the trees in the background are singing bass and like there's there's nothing else like that and you get that right at the beginning like and holy if you shit. kill them you won't but then hear I was the killing words. them I was killing them so they wouldn't sing anymore uh, <laughs> yeah you, you won't, if you kill what's on screen you won't hear the words but then uh-huh. keep running and they'll more will pop out this is neither here nor there but I, I'd send it to you guys uh, there is no speaker in the controller in the default controls for sure or the pro controller like the I was going to ask you because I'm playing with pro controller sense. you guys mentioned something with the vibration I'm like do I have to be playing on with the Joy-Con you know like on the little no thing you have to, to play that? with the, a pro controller and you run across the music blocks like in the second level with the piranha plant parade yep you mm-hmm. it calibrates it, its vibration noises to make musical notes you have to turn off all the sound to hear it because, and I'm not sure how it's possible because I thought it would just be like. Because I, I turn my vibration up to strong because you had mentioned that, and I'm like, what? Well, I, I feel it vibrate, but I'm just hearing no, I, my. No, I thought it would be screen. like all like the vocal range of Bob Dylan. Uh, 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 but that's a fucking note, and I'm I'm shocked the controller can do that with these this many of them with the vibration, and it's almost for no one. It's for no one. Almost no one will enjoy or experience. I played almost through the entire game before I learned that hap- that was existing in my hands. Well, I mean, I, I can pull up a clip on YouTube if people are curious. It's, it doesn't it. sound great in, in YouTube, but it is kind of no, magical true. when you're it's in your hands. Uh, one thing we should we should call out too is this game lets you play as more characters in a two D Mario than ever. Yes. Although they all played the same, from what I could tell, like I was, you know, well, was some of, the, of some them don't take damage. Yes and no. Yeah, the the Yoshi's and the what's that bandit thing called? Nabbit. Nabbit. The Yoshi's and the Nabbit don't take any damage. Everyone but they else also don't plays transform. The same. They, yeah. they can't yeah, transform true. with power-ups. Like, that's the trade-off. But that's, that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, Luigi doesn't have his big, tall jump. Peach doesn't right. float, you know, like, mm-hmm. nope. which I think we'd heard before. It's a little yeah. it's a little strange, but it, it, the only thing... How long are you going to stick to this 
Mario Brothers thing. Like this is there's like 16 playable characters mm-hmm. who play just like everyone They're else. They're all brothers. They're not even the princesses. They're brothers. And the last brothers. time I, I brother the last time I remember it shattered <laughs> out was in Smash Bros, which they pronounce Bros. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, this is a pretty magical game. I this game is is great. It is easily one of my favorite games of the year. I desperately hope Nintendo is making more of this. Uh, when you get end gamey, you unlock one through six medals next to your name to let you to let other people know what kind of a. And it's helpful when you get to the end stage and like, oh, this guy's been here before because mm-hmm. you can't get this without having he done knows this already. What he's doing. And, and right, and you never need to mic up. Like you can, like mm. you can convey this. You can talk to each other just through game mechanics. And I haven't really mm. done that inter- like live in a way that I've done it in Mario Wonder. So it, yeah. it, it's it fascinates me still. It's and a pretty I wish I pretty more. good implementation of online for people who yeah. are antisocial like us. But mm. um, and and one of the things I hated about New Super Mario Brothers is how intrusive the multiplayer was and how disruptive mm. it was to the experience. Everybody occupying a physical space, they can knock you off ledges. None of that happens online. It's just people coexisting with you, Hmm. sometimes giving you hints on how to get through the game. If you die and there's someone else in the level at all, you can ghostly go over to them, touch them, and respawn. We haven't tried, but I believe we could also theoretically play this traditional co-op, right? Like playing together, not just this asynchronous thing. I don't know that online co-op exists. Ah, okay. I, I I didn't see an option for that. It could because I haven't seen the main menu at all because it's the goddamn Switch and I put it to sleep. Mm, and yeah. you have to activate the online mode after like sleep periods. Otherwise, it will not be on by default. Mm-hmm. There's those little antennas in the level you have to touch. Anyway, this game yeah. is great. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's barely edging out the other game I played this week. I I really did not expect this to be a game of the year contender, but here it is. Really? Oh yeah. man, I did. I, I I thought both of these games would be because the next game, I've put a lot more time into the next game, and this is a weird one for me because at first when I started playing Speederman Two, I was like, wow, this this feels really awesome, but it feels very much like a kind of an expansion, a continuation, the, the if next you will, of those, of those first two games of spider-man and miles morales <laughs> spider-man like, brotherhood suck it the Michael. more i play it i'm just like yeah but it's it, it's it may be more of those games but it's like a lot more mm-hmm. of those games first off and it's just like still there is no game that moves the way this game does yeah. like th- they give you so many traversal options you will forget the traversal options you have yeah but sort of its genius is if you still just kind of button, ma- button mash and hold your, you know, your stick in in a direction, you'll get there. Like it, it will make you feel. It's like a good fighting game. It'll make you feel badass mm-hmm. from button mashing. But right. if you know what you're doing, it's like, oh, I have this upgraded thing that lets me jump in the middle of nowhere, and then so I can keep swinging or, or keep yeah. gliding. Oh, I have one that will shoot me forward at fast speed so I can then continue to glide from there. Like, there's all kinds of cool hidden traversal. I, th- I think the big traversal thing with this is, of course, the, the wings. So you, yeah. can, you can glide. And not only that, but they actually add, like, you can see, like, wind effects in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, you know, switch on your AR vision or whatever, you'll see, like, these big rings. And what that means is that, like, if you glide through there, you can go super fast. And so it's like, here's, here's like a direct highway to get you through the city much, much faster. Exactly. But But that's, that's my biggest compliment to the game. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. something 
you might not notice if you've had a PS3, PS5 for three years. Because I played Miles on the PS5 when it came out. And mm-hmm. uh, I had platinum both those games. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember finding my first crate on a rooftop of tech points. I'm like, are you kidding? These aren't on the map and there's hundreds of these. I'm not going to go looking for these. Are you nuts? Mm-hmm. And then once you start learning to launch yourself into the air, like, you really can see for miles in this You'll game. You'll just see for, blue, bright blue. You things. can see for fucking miles. Yes. I prefer to see for fucking Peter, okay? Stop it. There, <laughs> Stop there, it. There's also a power-up that you can unlock that will let you see those on your yeah, map. Yeah, but I, I, my cup runneth over with them now. But I'm just yeah, sort of yeah. astounded by that. Like, you can see across the Hudson mm-hmm. where oh, yeah. a tech point box is because of how much processing power, how differentiated this is from the original game. I don't know that... Brooklyn's and, and Queens are great additions because no, they're like... It's just bigger, more map, basically. More map. Mm-hmm. They don't feel that different. Like, you can tell you're in the suburbs. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in a housing track now, which... Spider-Man me, for Homecoming made a joke about, like, it really sucks to be Spider-Man here. I was going to say, my, my, my least favorite part of the map in the other Spidey games was Central Park. Because mm-hmm. it's a little harder to get around because there's no the game has rules with swinging and it's like if there's no tall buildings around like yep. you can't just throw a web at a tall tree and hope to get around and that sort of happens in the burbs which the wingsuit does help out with that a lot to the game's credit like Michael talks about like those wind tunnels which they do they are that the highways is the perfect description but like I am having so much fun swinging and yeah. exploring the map that I will rarely use those wind tunnels. Like, nah, I'd rather just swing around and find stuff, you know? I'm like, 50% of the game, and I use fast travel for the first time. Just because, like, this is still fun to do. That well, is an annoyance I did want to bring it up. It takes those, a like, while to lo- unlock fast travel. You, you really have to go through a lot of story to unlock everything in order. No. So each each neighborhood in the game has, like, a checklist of stuff you have to do before You don't have to go through any story to, to no, unlock you, you absolutely travel. do. Like, some of the, mm-hmm. the checklist things them, are yeah. locked behind story missions. I mean, it might be a story mission, but it is a side mission you unlock in that area. You don't have to do any story missions to unlock fast travel. Yeah, you do. You do. No, like, it's, to, it's to about progress. Some of the... it's, it's about progress you make in the neighborhood. You can make that progress in any way you want. I, I believe think some of I think some of the unlockables for each neighborhood are locked behind some early story. I think, issues. but they're. Let's get this out of the way. It's not the same as the main story because, more so than uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Holy shit! Do I like dread going into Spider Man's main story mission? Because every one of them has been like, uh, "You like being Spider Man." Take off your costume and walk around and talk for 40 minutes. Yeah, we gave you 200 Too costumes, bad. so you Holy should God. take it off now. We take gave you <laughs> so many of these things. Yeah, you don't want you don't But want look, I mean, look at this tech company that's structured like a children's science museum for this, some okay. reason. Don't you want to go to peeve, the Discovery Zone? A little bit of a pet peeve. <laughs> like, it, I'll give every game one interactive museum segment. You get your one. Mm-hmm. Okay, What this is game a first-party like PlayStation four. games with interactive... Fucking museum segments. This game has I don't so want it. many of those. It's like, oh, we got a street fair. We got a, a jazz museum over here. We got a different. Mu- we got the science center over here. It's like I don't want any of this. I don't want to stand just, in front of a kiosk and listen to an audio log in your typing to you museum. guys. I'm not learning anything. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> what is this here for? It's so frustrating and annoying. And it, you're right. Like it's it's all along the main story path, and it's like. 
Michael, I think you said it best. You're like, boy, this sure feels expensive when they do this a lot. Cause well, like, yeah. the, the whole game feels incredibly expensive. Oh, yeah. It like, is. it's one of those, it's just like, wow, this, this is like layers and layers of content and technology that, like, yes. even a lot of other AAA games do not even scratch the surface the, the, of the, how expensive this game is. The things that Ratchet feels. and Clank are like, this, we could never do any of this without the PS5. Like, those are the side missions mm-hmm. in Spider-Man. You will, you will, there's at some point a portal to Antarctica will open up and like, how much yeah. of this is modeled? I want to see how much oh, I can fly through. That mission for me That's is a story up there mission with, though, isn't it? It is. That, that is a story mission. One, yeah. It is, but it's still like, there, there's plenty of things like that where that would be impossible on the PS4. That mission for me is up there with like the Titanfall 2 time travel mission where it's like the shit they're doing with portal. You're chasing Black Cat basically mm-hmm. through a series of portals where you're warping in and out of neighborhoods, like different perspectives of the same neighborhood you were just in. You go, like Chris says, to Antarctica, to basically chasing her because she, what, she has like a magic relic that she's, she's got trying wands, to It's the uh, Wand of Watoom, yeah, which might mean yeah. something to Marvel fans. I don't know. No, it doesn't mean anything to me, but it, it, you get a note from Wong like, we're taking it back now, thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. There is, there is like other Spidey games, it's like there's a distinct lack of other superheroes. Like, yeah, the Avengers building is here and Doctor mm-hmm. Strange's house is I here. I think the, the Fantastic Fourplex is there. So The Baxter building? It? I didn't yeah. see it. Well, there, there, I did find a building that has like a giant four on its uh, landing. Well, I, I, so. I, this is a, a minor spoiler, but totally inconsequential. I, I'm shocked by how much Black Panther acknowledgement is in there. Mm. As you do what? get a Black Panther suit for Miles. Yeah, one of the suit looks yeah, like that. And, yeah, and apparently I, I did see a clip of somebody going to the Wakandan embassy, yes. I think. And then you can really? do the uh, the crossed arms. No, Wakanda only Miles can do it. <laughs> well, yeah, but you can play as Miles and do it. I know, I'm just saying. But Peter is not. a. You do it automatically as Miles. Oh, nice. Peter doesn't do it. And, and I don't want to have this conversation with Mike like... I don't have the urge to go out there and do the Wakanda symbol, but I didn't know I wasn't allowed. Hmm. But a lot of people said that about the N word, so I don't want to, I don't want to start this argument okay. here on the show. This game is uh it's lovely, it's taken up most of my time and and it's I, magic. Um, yeah, but it's just like more it that's a thing it's just more of those other two games before it but it's like I didn't know I was ready for that much more yet and I'm like yeah this fucking it's mm. still just as fun like I don't want to make it sound like a bad thing like yeah it's just doing what those games did and doing it a little you know obviously well, the, the tech has been upgraded since then but it's like uh, that's one thing I should say is by the first game's DLC a lot of Spidey's abilities got really fucking tedious with the gadgets and stuff. They cleaned all that up here so that both Miles and Peter can both use gadgets. Peter has power... Like, Miles has the Venom powers or whatever mm-hmm. inherently, like his electricity. Visibility. And then Peter has, like, Doc Ock arms that are, like, his... Like, yeah, these are his abilities mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. which... Th- None of that stuff is hard to get to before. I feel like in the first game, there was definitely like, God, I feel like I'm mostly in these radial menus choosing a power before I can use it. This game is just like, nope, we're mapping it here to uh, these four buttons, and we're going to map these other powers to these four buttons. It'll be super easy to do. Just hold your shoulder button and hit a button, and you're good to go. And it's like, yeah, it, it's very easy. That was my clean. only criticism early on. Like, uh, I spent so much time in Miles and Vanilla Spidey. I was really not used to being like this neutered, but thankfully you don't unlock old, like that many old powers. They're all new, and a lot of it is de- designed around the wingsuit, which I was originally like, 
Spider-Man doesn't use this that much. I don't want to rely too much on the wingsuit. The wingsuit is awesome. Please rely on it. It's very good. Very fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great to upgrade. And you don't need it. Like, that's the beauty of it is it's like it's just another way to get around the city. If you want to swing and be like, I'm a Spider-Man purist and I only only web swing. And it's like, fine. Dude, you're two unlocks away from, like, the diving plunge to the spin to the, the double jump takeoff to the web suit, like, you were never able to travel that fast. And it was the fastest traversal in games in the first game. Yeah, I feel I, like I it, am... it starts you off with most of the traversal and combat skills that you'll need. Like, it doesn't take kind away of. anything from the I was over-reliant on the point launch. There, I said it. Yeah, but My, you, you have the point launch, and then you can, you can upgrade You can upgrade it. Just like in the yeah, previous games. The, the previous it. point launch, you could upgrade, like, four times, whereas yeah. this is, like, there's one upgrade for it. Don't use this. We have plenty of faster ways for you to get around. There is a really cool power in here that I almost never use, but when I do, it's really fun. It's the full 360 loop. Oh, it's awesome. I, yeah, I use it all the time. You have to like dive from really high before it'll even let you do it, and then it just slings you it. Like, so fast. It's because you actually have to know. It's what makes it less like the PS2 games. You have to, is there a large enough building to do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. I can, I can do the... The thing where you swing in a 360, launch yourself, mm-hmm. and then you can launch yourself into a Spidey jump, mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> and you're like it's above every rad. building in the city. And and again, you can see fucking everything. Oh yeah, the yeah. whole mm-hmm. time you can see yeah. individual lights on the other side of the map. Like that's the kind of thing that you needed a PS5 for. Well, like yeah, one of the first things that you're hunting is like those Sandman crystals, and so if you get up high enough. You can kind of scan out over the city and say, like, okay, where's the giant dust cloud that mm-hmm. will lead me to one of these? You yeah. can naturally see them as if you like as if you were Spider-Man in the real world, which, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. that's what the game was best at. Like, to be Spider-Man, yeah. this oh, was yeah. great. And, and I'm impressed. I was talking to you guys when it first came out and saying, like, like everything is so effortless. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes feel like, am I just am, – am I doing this or is the game, like – assisting me behind the scenes and doing it all for me. And Matt thought that I was just talking about the diversal. I was actually talking about everything, like the combat. The combat to me feels absolutely effortless. Like I just, you know, I I hammer on buttons. I watch for the the spidey sense and I hit hit circle. And uh, yeah, it's just everything is gets the shit beaten out of it eventually. Have you gotten to the Mysterio stuff yet? Uh, I did the one at Coney Island. Um, I I golded all of those except there's one that makes yes. that makes you take out every enemy within a minute. And I'm Twenty like, I enemies in under sixty yeah. seconds, which I've yeah. gotten one minute in two seconds. Same, I got like a minute my record. four. Clearing out twenty, like you will not think that's possible when you load up the game. The but, hack for that one, I think, is to do the the ability where you pull them up in the air and then swing. The swing jump to knock them off ledges. I just think you keep knocking them so. off ledges, and you, that'll mm-hmm. that'll one. When and I unlocked the Venom jump afterwards because the goddamn hero coins are the... Those are the are you charging for these? These are very rare in the game. Yeah, they're hard to get. You can I'll, lock I'll these through like these a, missions. Like I haven't seen these thing. missions in 10 hours. What are you talking about? Hmm. Yeah, it's a um, really good game. Just so yeah. much, so much to do. Very, uh, very, very, very good in what it's... My Spidey sense as a very, very, very big Spider-Man fan. Uh, I'm even... Almost up to date with current Spider-Man comics for the first mm-hmm. time in a while. So um, you must recognize the costumes that I have no idea what they're from, but say, boy, that's a silly looking I mean, costume. less than you'd think, because like, a lot of them are not important, but like a lot of them are like 
one shots and a lot of them are in, that's what I don't get like this was in Endgame like uh, <laughs> this was in Spider-Verse like you we can't interact with other Marvel characters within this universe like Wolverine is coming there's a Wolverine costume uh, yeah uh, when, when are we going to be able to talk to other non-Spidey characters anyway I don't know what, what I was getting but, but but oh I do believe they're they're getting to some it's the most consequential thing I've seen done with the Spider-Man characters outside of comics, and I'm including the movies. Because uh, I don't even... As someone who loved the Spider-Men, Spider-Verse, I'm not even sure how this is possible, and I haven't gotten to the end of the game yet, and uh, so I can't... I, I wouldn't spoil anything if I had. I'm not even sure how this is possible and for how much longer this is possible for two Spider-People to exist um, in the same universe. They currently exist in the, in the comics together. Like, no, they don't. They Michael. do. They Their universes do. were combined. They're from separate places. Yes, but they currently coexist in the same universe. The timeline doesn't have two Spider-Mans, Michael. At, well, I'm saying there are two Spider-Mans active in Marvel Comics right now. It's true. I saw it on the back of one of them. It was that little fish symbol that said coexist with all mm-hmm. the religious mm-hmm. symbols in it. Shut the fuck up, both no. of you. Yes, I, uh, <laughs> Spider-Verse, they all exist, but they glitch out when they're near one another unless they have a band, remember? I'm just mad because you're, you know, what I've heard, Chris, is they prefer Spider's Man, not mm-hmm. Spider-Man. No, okay, Spider's Man straight. is his own is his own character. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Spider's, Spider's Man is a, a colony of sentient spiders that thinks it's a person. I'm person. a thousand and I'm a thousand spiders. Yeah. Um, uh, the game is great, and it's I, I just love not being addicted to canon. Like none of this makes sense from mm. someone who reads the comics or has watched all the movies. It's just different. And it. everyone was right about Harry Osborn, if you were looking into that. Everybody was right. Hmm. That's who that is. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like a different story that makes sense and is told very well and authentically in the Spider, minor, Spider-Man universe. I can't... Oh, I hate this week so much. It's like an hour, and I can't stop talking about Spider-Man <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot more new games. Uh, we haven't played a lot more of these though. Alan, I guess. Alan Wake Two has been out for about an hour as of us recording this, uh, so we can't play it yet. It is has been getting very, very good uh, reviews. I think the the meta and open critic scores were at something like ninety one and eighty six. Uh, so that's that's right up there. And, and game rankings for life, Michael. Game have you been to game rankings life. lately? It goes directly to Metacritic. Does it really? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it I, it's it's one of those things I uh, both hate and enjoy about getting old. Like uh, I'm dating a woman with teenagers, and like, have you seen that awesome old movie um, with the zombies in it? And like, and I keep waiting for like something from my generation. They're like, um, uh, Zombie Land. Like. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. I really liked it. <laughs> That's a really old zombie touchstone for you. And then I remember watching the Alan Wake 2 reveal and just like, ah! like, like something happened zombie land style where I played all the Alan Wake stuff. Don't have any negative thing to say about it, but I would never be this excited for a sequel or anticipate this much. And I think that's his. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing about getting old. You know what but, I don't uh, like about this game? What? It's woke. Alan woke. <laughs> two, <laughs> two wokes woke. at the same time. That I can't stand it. Yeah. I, I was kind of like, really? Alan Wake? I mean, that game was good, but like nines and tens and realizing like, 
Oh, but this is this is not just the follow up to Alan Wake. This is also the follow up to Control, which is yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. A hugely yeah, it's all the same. Thing. That's a lot. It's of true, but I, but I was talking to someone about it. Like, imagine your first Resident Evil style game was Alan Wake, and then you had to play Resident Evils. Oh. Wouldn't you crave Alan Wake every fucking day? Probably. <laughs> like uh, if you were if you were if like I, if I went back and played Resident Evil one and two, like yes. the originals. Yeah, not yeah. The if you weren't playing the remakes and you're mm-hmm. like you're playing five and six, like mm-hmm. uh, fuck, when are we gonna get another Alan Wake game? God damn it! And like <laughs> and it made to- American right, Nightmare is right. just not the same. You're right. Uh, yeah, Alan Wake deserves more credit than. I'm giving it because I kind of played it kind of mindlessly. So I'm I'm both baffled and intrigued by the fandom around it. But who doesn't love Remedy, for fuck's sake? I love Remedy. Also, Alan Wake is a little hard for me to take seriously right now because the whole idea of like, oh, a horror author's uh, novel has come to life and gripped a small town in terror. Like, I'm also listening to an audiobook of Garth Marenghi's Terror Tome, which is that exact <laughs> plot, <laughs> but yes. comedy. So I've, I've listened to more audiobooks than I've ever written. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm excited, but it, mm-hmm. it is like I want to play a couple more things before I'm going to get to Alan Wake 2, but the review yeah. scores you said are pretty good. Really good, They're yeah. They're looking good, wow, but yeah, this cool. one's kind of down my game I hopefully we'll get to I really I'll love control try to grab it right after we wrap recording so I mean there's no battery week. sponsorship why bother Let's yeah be yeah if this isn't the Verizon universe me now am I really playing this <laughs> if, if I'm not hunting for thermoses over a David Bowie soundtrack <laughs> is it really Alan Wake <laughs> and, and that Alan Wake you can't experience anymore <laughs> No, no, they no? they they gutted no. it. To, I think they re-released them after they removed. It, it's, it's a bit no, like the it was, state. It was it was primarily like it is only live game now, but it was primarily a live game before. I think Xbox Live sunk a bunch of money in Alan Wake. Uh, they the game was up, but they removed the songs and the sponsorships like a uh, um, yeah. long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, another game I did not expect to like as much as I did that came out hmm. this week is Slay the Princess. Mm. Which I I feel like I saw a preview for it at one of those interminable uh, summertime game preview events that we had. Uh, but this is a visual novel, um, oh. and uh, like I think it's Black Tabby Games as a developer, and it's co-owned by one of my favorite horror comics artists, Abby Howard, and uh, she brings her full talent for extravagant gore to bear on this game. Uh, so the, the setup is very simple. You are, it begins with you walking down a forest path to a cabin and the narrator is telling you, uh, there you will encounter a princess and you will have to kill her or else she will end the world. And, and then you have a bunch of options. You can decide you're going to take this on faith. You can argue with the narrator. You can ask a bunch of questions. Uh, and when you get there, you can, uh, pick up the knife. You can leave the knife and just go down into the basement to talk to her. And yes, there is a, a giant eyed girl sitting there chained up and, uh, you can ask her questions. You can just try to kill her. You can do a bunch of things. You have a lot of options. It's kind of letting you realize like, well, wait a second. Why am I going to kill someone just because a voice in my head tells me to? Uh, I know this is a video game, but shouldn't I, shouldn't I question this? Uh, 
Well, speaking of achievements, I think it's best to, if you if you are interested in playing this game, to go in completely cold. Uh, but if if you want to know more about what the game is, uh, I'll I'll get into very very light spoilers, so you can skip ahead to forty five minutes and twenty seconds. And so this is uh, spoilers a time loop game. You go in and whatever you do. You will then, uh, you you will die, or the princess will die, or you will both die, and you will be Biff looped Tanner back will around. will run a bunch of casinos. Mm-hmm. 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 You will be looped back around to where you started. And, but you will, your character will have a memory of what happened. The narrator will not, but there will now be one or more new voices that are also oh. voiced by the narrator. The same same guy, but they are arguing with him and with you and adding new insight oh. into the proceedings and and complaining about what just happened or saying like oh this is hopeless we should just turn around and leave you can turn around and leave by the way that is an option although it might end up you know just taking you to back to the same place because the narrator's an asshole uh <laughs> who will do whatever it takes to get you back on the straight and narrow and then not only will you and your voices remember what happened the princess will remember what happened oh. and she will change according to what you decided to do. Mm-hmm. And if if you, for example, tried to gain her trust and then stabbed her, she will become extremely wary of you and try to out-trick you. If, oh. uh, if like, you like if Stanley Parable had a boss. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what this so is. So cool. <laughs> and same, complete with the, uh, you know, flustered English narrator. Uh, they, it's all voiced. It's it's fantastic. And uh or for example, the first thing I did was, you know, I asked a bunch of questions and I'm like, you know, I'm sorry I'm gonna have to kill you now. So she was prepared for me, and when I tried to stab her, she just beat the shit out of me so hard that all my bones cracked. And uh and then we both ended up dying, and then she's she comes back as like this demon who's like, Yeah, I I want to fight. This is all I live for now. Let's. That was the best three minutes of my life. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's kill each other again. <laughs> I'm going to fight through the rest of these realities. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm an aggressive princess from, yeah. for the, yeah. in the multiverse from here and, on out. And, and she changed. And, and you can pick. You can try to go for nonviolent uh, things, and she'll develop along those lines, too. Mm. Or, or she'll become huh. a ghost who wants to possess your body. And it's like she, her goal is I want to get out of here. Your goal is you can't get out of here. So, um, yeah, it's and, and it's fascinating. And there's more to it even than that. There's more and bigger loops. And I, I will say I finished this game uh, after about five loops, uh, five different permutations of events. And then I looked at the achievements. And it's like I've got about 20 achievements. There are 97 achievements. Whoa. And they are all tied to different permutations and outcomes of the game, etc., etc. So there's a lot. If you like story-driven games, if you like the strangeness of that setup and wonder about, like, what does this really mean? Like, that is all, that will all get explained. But, Mm. uh, yeah, I I encourage you to check this out. It's less than 20 bucks. And I I wish I had a clip for uh, my favorite Matt Allen quote of the last 10 years. (laughs) <laughs> he just said in chat, like, I like gamey games. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, I think what we both meant, because I'm with Matt on that, but uh, w- w- visual novels, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I like when my interactivity means something mm-hmm. and makes a difference. 
Yeah. And when I think visual novel, I don't think Stanley I, Parable. I, I know. It sounds, it, it's a really boring descriptor. And yeah, there are yeah. tons of visual novels that, yes, are just in non-interactive things where you will occasionally make a choice. And mm-hmm. then there are visual novels that are basically like old school adventure games where you, like, you can move around in the world and... Uh, explore the, wor- the world is different through the course of your actions, yes. which is awesome. That yeah. is game. That is yeah. gamey game. This is this I is very much really a gamey like game. Well, I don't like. I don't love time loops. Mm. I, Michael is a sucker for a time I'm a, loop. Yeah, just... huge sucker for a time loop because I, I love it when you do something and other characters will remark on it and remember mm. what you did. Like, oh yeah, we we tried that last time. Maybe we should do something else this time. Hey, why why is the forest path made it out of flesh now? Is that because of what we did before? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you remember the genocide we pulled? Mm-hmm. Ah, so you've played Mortal Kombat one? Ah, yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ghost Runner 2, we have not had a chance to play. Um, same with City Skylines 2, Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. But uh, those are all out if you've been looking forward to any of those. Uh, I did play a bit of Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, which is a little bit weird. Uh, playing it on PS5, mm-hmm. uh, it comes as like four separate executables. Like, yeah, it's uh, one is you know Metal Gear Solid, then Metal Gear plus Metal Gear Two Solid Snake, then another one is two, then another one is three, and they are all like basically self-contained games that show up on your dashboard, and you can uh, you can you can dive into the the, the games. I think uh, two and three have been remastered by Bluepoint. Uh, you can set things up in in Metal Gear Solid One so that like. Uh, I have a virtual memory card and I'm going to fill it with Konami games to see what a certain <laughs> character says. Um, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1 is not really a remaster. It still looks very much like a PS1 game. Uh, and the other two, they, they do look a bit better. Um, a bit? I mean, because I've... I played through well xbox had I mean, part they, of this i think collection, they look a bit right? better than the the like the 360 era hd does this does this remasters. finally include four it doesn't does it, it does not no but the data mining four is coming hmm. four is going to be unleashed yeah but but th- that these are those 360 re- those xbox re- are remasters. they they're the same I, ones? Yes. I, I think okay. i think aren't they they're a bit better i thought it was like it's blue point i, that's I, I am them. going on on pc gamers overview of them. I've seen direct comparisons of them and it's like, well, these do look a bit better and people are saying like, oh, they fixed this. So I suppose, but PC gamer was just like, this doesn't have any PC options that we're used Mm. to. They're all options that we, that were ingrained in the games community 15 years ago. I have heard bad things about the PC version in general. Apparently Mm -hmm. it has some hardware issues. I, I love the switch version doesn't contain on the disc anything on the front of the box. Yeah, it it just has like the the very old games. <laughs> like it has Snake's Revenge, the uh, Metal, Metal Gear, Gear One and Two. Yeah, and I, you download me, it separately. Everything else. I, this is just such a missed opportunity because like we've sort of gotten most of these before, and like so when I played through that Snake Eater remaster a few years ago, like it's not the visuals that have made the game age for me that much. Like the visuals were fine. It was. 
It, it was like a 20 minute big, big, Godzilla codec. No, well, it was a 360 game, you know, oh. so it's like, okay, it looks okay. Like I can tell what's going on. It's not just completely mud textures, but it was the controls. Like the controls just felt so archaic. Mm. I'm like, God, like they've, we've learned how to do controls way better than this. And like, mm. that's what I would be afraid of is like, if they haven't tweaked the controls at all, it like, it kind of makes snake eater unplayable. It's just like, God, no, I don't want to hold both shoulder buttons and then tap my D pad to look above this ledge. This is fucking ridiculous. It's stupid. <laughs> it's uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like you basically, if you're going to play some of those games, there's a lot of bullshit you have to put up with, but the bigger missed opportunity for me for this collection is like, well, there's two main ones. So there is a convenience thing. Michael said they're they're separate executable files to download. Like that was the the pixel remaster collection from Final Fantasy was very much that, which is like, hey, I only want to download one of these. I don't want all four at the same time. I don't want them taking up my hard drive space because God knows we don't have enough of that. I don't but have enough. Thing, I don't have 20 megabytes free. The trade-off with there is there's no kind of museum at that point. There's mm-hmm. no there's no container program that's like here's why these games are well, important. Each of them has awesome. a separate container program with oh, with nice. different bonuses. So like you there there are like you know big art books basically that talk about like oh here are all the different characters and missions and it, it it's illustrated like a Nintendo Power spread or mm. something. Uh, and then that you can also like read the scripts for it for these games and uh i got bored of flipping through snake eater pages somewhere around 700 so (laughs) there's a lot i i think a lot of script in there the bigger missed opportunity is like hey these are games we've gotten a few times Mm -hmm. we mentioned it's missing four which okay cool data mine saying maybe that's coming Mm -hmm. but like well it is volume one so i want the weird harder to get metal gear game i want portable ops i want fucking acid like give me this shit that is like you know no one has been able to play for generations because it's trapped on a weird handheld system those might come later I, i will say in terms of controls it is a little bit weird in that like so two and three do the thing where you hit X to advance, mm-hmm. and MGS1 oh, does the thing where you circle. hit circle. And That's how I remember it, it's, so... It, but it's weird, like, swapping back and forth between those, because, like, oh, okay, now no, I'm going back. Uh, no, it's I need weird to go that forward. you call cross X like a non-PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one calls it cross. No one Nobody. says the cross. But Maybe like, in the UK. This is only reading about it, and PC gamers are up in arms because it, mm-hmm. it lacks even the most basic option of most PC games. Konami, if this is all you do, is re-release legacy games, then you should have put a little more work into this. Put a little, yeah. Because yeah. because everybody else has thus far. And they've done it, right? The Turtles collection was pretty good. That was Digital Eclipse, man. Yep. But that was, I mean, it's Konami Publishing, but yeah, they they I, I know, they but hired like, Digital, Digital Eclipse has changed the game. Yeah. The, like, changed how you, in my opinion, changed how you re-release stuff. And it doesn't have the functionality as turn, TMNT Calabunga Collection. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, as has been pointed out, this still has one of the best, uh, best clips in Metal Gear series history. And thank you to at Great Cheshire for putting this on Twitter. Vamp is a member of Dead Cell. Born in Romania, his specialty is knives. But I guess you know that by now. When he was just a kid, he lost his family to a terrorist bomb that went off in a church they were attending. His body pierced by a crucifix, Vamp was buried under the rubble for two days before he was finally rescued. During those two days, he survived by feeding on the blood of his family to quench his thirst. That was how he acquired a taste for blood. So that's why they call him Vamp. No, 
vamp isn't for vampire. It's because he's bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) David Hayter canceled from beyond the grave. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. David Hayter's not dead, is he? No, but for the series, he might be. That's, oh, okay. That's a yeah. Well, that's true. That, but that's a twenty-one-year-old. Bringing some news on me, man. Yeah. I know twenty-two-year-old. I look. I'm just trying to preemptively be upset over something people on X might be upset about. Mm. Mm. I have cross. no idea if that's offensive or not. Please, Chris, it's crossed up. I've, I've oh, heard- <laughs> I've heard more people giggling about it than anything else. I've seen more people eh. giggling about I it. I mean, we know there's there's always been weird, fucked up shit in those games. Yeah, like, yeah. Just and stare they, they, at it in anyone's ass for long enough, and that game's going to reward you. They have disclaimers about certain things have aged poorly, but we, you know, we wanted to preserve the integrity of the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so. I, I hope I can still... I, I hope I still have to smoke to play the games. Mm, hell yeah. <laughs> they were just referring to uh, to his mullet, which actually now is back in style, so that's not mm-hmm. one of the things that's aged poorly True. anymore. It's no, back. No, no. Uh, just Dance 2024. Just going to sum it up Give for me. everyone here. It's a Just Dance game. No worries there. This is the best collection of songs they play in my gym that I put in my headphones to listen to podcasts so I don't have to hear. I'll just say that right there. It's just, it's, I still it's want fine. a copy. It's fine. It's very I'm dating game. someone with kids. Please give me a copy. Someone at Ubisoft who I don't know. If only you knew someone. If only. If only. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for this week's new releases. Gosh, there's been a lot. We probably even missed some. But let's move along to... Xbox had a showcase. Oh, sorry, partner preview. Got to get the new name right. Like mm-hmm. that's the one. Like I, I know that PlayStation. Only my wife can see this. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Like I know that Nintendo has directs, right? But like I feel like the X, the name for these from Xbox keeps changing. Like at yeah. one point it was Xbox Showcase, and yeah. now it's Partner Preview. Please, like, it's Crossbox. <laughs> we should just keep that joke going every episode. It's Chris Box. That's it's yeah, Twitter yeah, Box. Yeah. Come on, jump, jump. Um, <laughs> that's a crisscross joke. Got it. We got it. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about the stuff that was announced at this partner preview. So first off, um, speaking of Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal games, Gear. Um, to me, it was a little odd that you just released your new Metal Gear collection. And then that same week, you're like, by the way, here's the real Metal Gear Solid 3 remake that looks beautiful compared to the thing you just bought. They they showed off more of that Delta, the Metal Gear. It's called Metal Gear Delta, isn't it? Yes, Metal Gear Delta. Solid Delta Snake Eater. If you were mystified as to why the Master Collection wasn't better, like, there's a time frame here. We have to sell this before. The it's just so weird. Comes the out. same week, they're just like, "Hey, you just bought this thing. Now here's the better version." Well, imagine Resident Evil Three coming out, and like, we have Resident Evil Three coming out in a collection that's fifty dollars. Uh, do you want to play this again six months before the release? The remastered version. I think the the most noteworthy thing about this trailer because it was beautiful looking, and then it, they made a point to close it with the big Unreal Engine Five logo so this is no longer what a fox engine is that what that thing was mm-hmm. called yeah that they, were they using? retired fox engine in 2020 i think 
I so think now, they retired it with all Konami game development. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, yeah they're on they're on press. UE. Yeah, they're on UE five. Not the only game in the showcase, by the way, to feature the Unreal Engine logo. But um, game looks beautiful. I hope they fix the controls, which I suspect they will. But th- mm-hmm. this is the true remake of Snake Eater that you want, basically. But I, I don't think we have a release date on this thing yet, do we? No, I don't think so. No. No. But it looked looked pretty fucking epic. Michael sent it in our chat, and I'm just like, wow, that looks really good. Yeah. Um, let's see. They showed an Alan Wake launch trailer that would be already talked about Alan Wake. Okay, this is a thing. This is a thing I've known about as a Sega employee, so I had to me. get to the thermos. Uh, <laughs> They showed off the one of the, the the mini games. So we know if you've played the Like a Dragon slash Yakuza franchise, then you will know that oftentimes there's at least one of the mini games that's like a game within a game and is like unreasonably deep for a mini game. <laughs> and they showed off that for Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which is the game that's coming next year. So in this mode, uh, you get to manage your own island, the Dondoko Island, which is this resort island where you mm-hmm. kind of, it's just like, I think the way the trailer described it is like, you know, every Yakuza needs a break sometimes. So, but on this island, let me know if this sounds familiar, fellas. Uh, you build your dream home. You can choose where shops and decorations go. You can interact and make friends with the local people and animals. And you can make great changes to the island to draw in new tourists. You can kick bugs to death and deliver them to an owl. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I am very excited for this mode of Infinite Wealth, just like I'm excited for Infinite Wealth, because, again, this is the... It's like a dragon, isn't it? In it, in it. In this is the game that has both Ichiban and uh, Kiryu as the main characters. So nice. uh, looking forward to this. It's the sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon that came out a few years ago, That the turn-based Yakuza mm-hmm. game, So Favorite Madonna song. Uh, this one confused me because I'm like, wait, aren't we getting a different Ark game? So this is the other game that showed off the Unreal Engine 5 logo. Ark Survival Ascended Ooh, is boy. not to be confused with Ark 2, which is the game that stars Vin Diesel. Right. This is like an HD remake of the original Ark Survival Evolved, but it's coming before Ark 2, apparently. Okay. None of us play Ark, and no. so none of us are excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, remember how little we had to say about Green Hell? Like, Ark fits yeah. squarely into that genre. I was going to try and vamp, but I was just going to sound like the Swedish chef. Ork, ork, ork. Ork, ork, ork. I just ork. remember they used to be at, like, every game event I went to, and they had a ton of money because they would have giant fucking dinosaurs on the show floor, like, yeah. without fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got me. Yeah, let's see. Manor Lords is a PC Game Pass uh, game coming. It's a city-building game, so if you don't get your City Skyline 2 city-building fixed through Game Pass, you got another city-builder coming up. This time it's like classic cities, like old, you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ionic Columns. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yes, you may. Yes, you oh, may. Oh, boy, I can't wait to not play that. That is very <laughs> impressive knowledge of Ionic Columns. What about <laughs> Corinthian Columns? Corinthian mm. Columns. <laughs> Uh, my favorite Bible verse, by the way, is two Corinthians. And apparently I can still run for president by saying that out loud. <laughs> two Corinthians. It's two Corinthians. Yes, yeah. That was Stalin. I love the way he spells stolen. Every time he misspells stolen with two L's. I'm just like, wow, you are. Mm, you're wow. a beauty. Uh, they showed a new trailer for that RoboCop game that, Michael, you played that demo. And you kind of like the cheesy I, bloodiness. Of I it. do. Yes. I, I yeah, thought it was a lot yeah. of fun. 
So other than that, a lot, a lot of smaller kind of indie type things were shown there. I, th- those were the highlights, at least to me. I don't know. Was there anything else during that showcase? That, sorry. Partner preview that you guys mm. uh, wanted to call out here. That... Yep. I figured. <laughs> I figured. Um, this is an interesting news story. I don't know how... I don't know how up in arms we should be. I don't know how mad we should be about this. The fact oh, that let's the, be mad. The yeah. PS5 This is the Slim. maddest I've ever been! Yeah, the Where's, the soundboard? <laughs> Where's the soundboard you sent us today? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the PS5 Slim disk drive mm-hmm. apparently has an online requirement, which to me sort of defeats the purpose of a disk drive. Um, like, aren't you getting the disk drive version so you don't always need to be right. online? It's I why I try and... I, I know all of our finances in, are in different places, and I assure you mine is too. Never get a diskless system. Never. Never cut off that option. And even the upgrade option now is terrible. Are you it, making dick jokes? You just no. said, like, just diskless and cut off. And No, I would it. love to make a dick joke here, but I can't think of one. <laughs> Don't be a weenie. Uh, but, but pay the extra money, and, and like, it'll it'll reward you you can trade games you can buy games at fucking garage sales and on facebook marketplace ebay don't cut yourself off from that but now that they're they're like if you buy the uh what the upgrade compartment for the disk drive it has an online activation thing meaning like well for game posterity this might not work a couple years from now like every yeah. other online feature in a PlayStation product <laughs> that, yeah, that doesn't work after two generations to do that initial setup it needs to get online to make some checks and i think it was the uh, one of the founders of digital foundry um basically says hey that's great and all until that server doesn't exist anymore in some time in the far off future. Yeah, and then at that point, does that disk drive just work? It just won't work? Like, don't be a sucker. Wait a month. Save the money. Get the fucking disk drive version that doesn't mm-hmm. need the online requirement. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. But uh, the other the other thing people are saying here is it maybe not such... We might be overreacting because they were like, there is like a requirement in DMCA law that like... You have to. It's something like you have to update to the latest firmware or something. So that's probably all it's doing. And I don't know. Like it's. Uh, yeah, to you me mean, it's just weird. You mean the four extra HD DVD <laughs> external drives <laughs> I bought for my 360 to ensure yeah. I can play my 50 HD DVDs might not work in the future. It. It. Mm. it, it to be fair, they're correct. Whenever I would plug one of those things in, a, a firmware update had to happen. mm Hmm. Uh, was executed when I well, did here's, it. Well, the, the rule itself is Section 1201 of this law makes it illegal to circumvent a technological measure that effectively controls access to a copyrighted work. So that that's the DRM that all your discs have on them. Basically, it's saying... It's making sure you're not putting it in a different optical drive. That's it, all it's doing. Yes, it's making sure they always need to be able to update the firmware on your drive so that you can't do... Which which has happened for previous console generations, right? It's like once people figure out how to crack a thing, you're always one like, never connect that system online again because they're going to patch the firmware in that thing and you're not going to be able to run crack games. It's, it's basically Just it's just don't system. do it. Don't buy the diskless version. Don't. 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 Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, talking about all this firmware stuff, I just wanted to point out another thing with the Metal Gear 
Master Collection, remember how I said it has four separate executables? Yes. Uh-huh. All of those have a uh, EULA that you need to agree to Jesus. beforehand. And I was just thinking, like, after the third time, like, man, I remember when I didn't have to sign a contract before I played a video <laughs> game. <laughs> Uh, you sit around that McDonald's one, like, yeah, as you pointed uh, out, by you accepting the 79 cent egg McMuffin, you waive your right to sue for bodily <laughs> yeah. harm. You have to sign a contract to go to McDonald's nowadays. It's, uh, uh, before it, it was just a deal with the devil. Now you actually literally, you know, have to have a deal with McDonald's. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's more for the Metal Gear thing, like, um, that's a retro game, and I would normally like to get it on Switch, which apparently it's horrible on. Don't do that. Uh, where do you, where does your cloud save go? Is that executable that I need to have the thing for? Or does it go to the master collection? I'm not sure what you oh, mean. Oh, I'm sure it's probably tied yeah. to each executable. Oh, yeah. Right. Probably. I'm probably, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. So it's like, it's like triple the amount of save space for your cloud saves. Mm. And uh, it, it, you can't re-download it again without, there's like three steps of authentication now that need to happen. Wait, I, I do have a question going back to this disk drive thing. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. So with these new versions of the PS5, is the is the disk version, is the thing just hardwired in there? Or is it just giving you that slim That's with what that I, removable disk drive already attached? I'm not sure anybody has asked for good clarification on that. Because uh, I, I imagine the firmware is probably installed because they want the system to operate like a normal console. But, mm-hmm. like, the reason to do this and why I'm championing it is because they're making two smaller versions of the same system and allowing you to upgrade when you feel like you can. Rather than, like, what we were used to. Where, remember PS2 and PS2 Slim? Those are wildly different architectures. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the new PS5 is just two of the same thing with one less thing on it. So that I'm just reading up again on the news, and it does look like that's the case. Like basically, if you buy the $500 disc version, it is just coming with that removable drive. Oh boy! Which, mm. Yeah, it's not. It's not like permanently grafted onto that. Bag, right. Oh boy! Which, yeah, because it's removable. That's part of its appeal. So, it, but it'll have. Then that that means, in theory, it may in the future be worked if it can't connect online somehow. I don't know. That would be very, very weird for retro collectors, wouldn't it? Do you buy this whole system? Did you not see that funny image of the PS3 being used as a doorstop? It's not... Yeah, in the rain. ...old enough or (laughs) beloved enough to be nostalgic yet? It is just just a 16-pound thing. Yeah, you know what it is? It's heavy enough to hold the door open. Yeah, it's it's really heavy. Um, But, man, yeah, this, this is... this this. Definitely introduces a lot of question, more questions than answers, and it's like, yeah, I think um, you. I guess for me, it also just kind of poses the question of like, yeah, so we already we already have digital only systems. Like, are all those just eventually going to be borked in the future? Like, you just can't use them at all. Do you think when they sunset that hardware, they'll yes. be like, now this is the final firmware. Download this, and you should always be able to run your stuff. Yes. Like, and, and the the uh, uh, non-disc-based things we had were all fucking like solid-state based, so they lasted uh-huh. a little longer. I don't have many of these consoles that still work. Like, I, I had the longest-running 360 of anybody I knew. Like, I never red-ringed it. Michael did, I think. Yeah, um, I did. I had a cooling fan underneath mine to make sure it never did. Oh, nice. Um, but but it it's all going to expire. And, like, the, the collector's base is like, does this still work? And now it's out of your control. 
weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, but also, don't spin yourself in circles mentally thinking about that. That's not important at all. I feel like the YouTube generation has made it like, we're all game collectors. Some of us are just players. We do not have to collect everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll support any new release of someone re-releasing an old thing, but like, there hasn't been a lot of trouble getting something uh, for games. I'm not that worried about it because I don't collect everything. I play and enjoy things. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry for getting John Lovitzy on that. <laughs> well, you um, should be. <laughs> uh, here, can I tell yeah, you a dumb news story that okay. I, I, I want to see if you guys read about? Because more than anything, I wanted a ending to that uh unity thing the the, the unity the the uh what was it the uh installation fee the run mm-hmm. fee yeah 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 and i read some article where like that was never meant to be enforced unity what? is trying to destroy the uh ad service engine on all these free games that we don't play you know like the thing that plays the shitty co- <laughs> thing about the guy like dying in lava the commercials mm. you see in your mobile games. Right, yeah. You, and they would waive that fee if you would opt into Unity's... Because they're, get, they're getting killed by a rival service. And they never meant to enforce that. But mm. the I, Then they should have been clearer about that. They but, but even then, that's way clear. move, right? Because it's like, yeah. so what are your options? Like, either as a developer... Pay yeah. this exorbitant fee or make all of your players watch ads, right? Mm. Like it's yeah. <laughs> well, but like not every Unity game has ads in it. Like this doesn't this doesn't apply to like hundreds and thousands of games. Uh, but I, I'm still I am still following that story because like what the fuck was this about? They fired the CEO who put his name on it. Mm-hmm. This still could happen again. Please, CEOs never get fired. We all know they always step right. down. Yeah, they resign. Right. He, he's still coasting to the ground in a golden parachute <laughs> golden and his, to his second home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh. I, don't, I, I stopped following it once I... Th- that kind of put a bow on the story for me. It's like, oh, okay, but you're right. Like, I, I should probably keep an eye on what's, what's No, going I, that, on that was me just, like, super bored and uh, trying to sleep. And, like, what's Game Biz or, like, one of those dot bizzes up to? Games, Games Industry, industry dot, dot biz. biz. It was one of those. There, there are multiple of those. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Don't believe it. Uh, Gama Sutra. <laughs> Gama Sutra, yeah. I was, I was in that sure. space. Uh, last story, um, we were talking about the Fox engine earlier, but uh, Capcom is apparently working on a successor to the RE engine, re engine, never know which one to call it, but that's re. the thing. Re! That's <laughs> the thing that's been running most of your favorite Capcom games for the past, what, maybe 10 years? Like, it's been mm-hmm. a while. Um, yep. And that's why I wanted to bring it up is kind of like, I really enjoyed the hell out of the Resident Evil 4 remake earlier this year. Oh, yeah. My one complaint sort of though was like hey those visuals that were spectacular on like playstation 4 maybe aren't as spectacular on Mm. this current gen and i'm like it 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 could just be the engine holding it back like it still looks very good but like for some reason the you know the re2 remake in my mind wowed me more than when i played Mm. 4 i'm just like okay yeah it looks looks good but like could look better like i've seen other current gen games look better and so i'm i'm it's about time for this for this refresh. Am I the only one who feels that way about four? No, I believe I was working there when this was being developed, and 
I don't. I'm not. I'm not even sure how much I should legally say. But like, uh, only the American devs would use shit like Unreal. Like, uh, DMC runs on Unreal. That mm. is, Japan would not do that. Hmm. They hmm. want to make their own engine. I, I guess it's only been live since 2017 with RE7. That was the yeah. first RE mm-hmm. game. So it's only been uh, th- out. This is six this years. is that is Capcom's biggest game, by the way. RE. Yep. Uh, Monster Hunter sells more. In different, like when you calculate the different versions, but mm-hmm. Biohazard is Capcom's beating heart, and I can understand wanting to develop a different engine every time. But in my opinion, I don't think they have. <laughs> they should do that anymore. <laughs> well, they, they should... I guess they're up, the big upcoming game that people are excited for. Dragon's Dogma Two will still run on the current RE engine. Thank that's God. Coming... That's coming next year, so... Oh, thank God. We all want to see that on the RE engine, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Why the fuck not? Oh, boy. But basically, you know, the, the tech specs for the... And they're, they're leaked, by the way. But the tech specs for this new engine, it, it lets it handle the massive asset sizes of stuff on current gen. You know, because mm. we've all seen, like... It's still shocking to me when it's like, go to download the PS4 version of this game, and it's like, let's just say... Why is this a gig higher than... (laughs) More than a gig. Sometimes it's like twice as big. It'll be like 50 gigs to 100 gigs, and you're like, this is literally just for textures. It's 4K -hmm. texture pack is like giant for some of these things. So, yeah, I mean, if this lets that engine handle that stuff better... So that the games look prettier, like hell yeah, dude! Just give me the next Monster Hunter on this new engine. Like, I'm my advice as someone who used to work there: don't make your own engine anymore. I don't. <laughs> well, they are making more Resident Evil games than they ever did, as opposed to remaking more Resident. Well, I think Evil games I think they, they do did. get value out of it because they use it for everything, right? They use it no. for Monster Hunter. They use it for Dragon's Dogma. Like, they're not. I don't think Capcom's doing any Western developed games anymore. Are they? No, <laughs> no, not to my knowledge. The three brands. That's what they're down to. Wow. Uh, but well, uh, focusing on their core, I would say, if I still work there. Oh, yeah. That's what I do when I go to the gym. Got to get that mm-hmm. core. Got to hit yes. that core. Otherwise yes. Veronica that. Belmont, best host of all time. <laughs> that is a reference for no one, but I love Veronica Belmont, and I don't I mind it. saying it as much as, I, as much as I can. She's the best. All right. Well, all right. that is all the news that is fit to play. Mm. Let's move on to our community segment, which is, as always, segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week. What seemingly benign video game used to scare you as a kid? You had originally mm. said uh, character slash enemy. I decided to broaden it a bit because, sure. yeah, sure, why not? Catch all. Uh, on the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Daniel Peckham says, I've mentioned before how much of a weenie I was when I was a kid, so pretty Ooh. much anything outside of Ghostbusters would give me the creeps. Hilariously enough, I would see ads for various games in the real Ghostbusters comic, like Abadox, Abadox, whose key art was honestly pretty goddamn metal. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, Abadox, do you have the guts to battle in the belly of the beast? Yeah. Yeah, that, oh. that game was gross. I was, loved it. Uh, so, no, for this entry... I gotta give it to the television ad for Metroid 2 on Game Boy. The ad's <laughs> pitchman is an old dot matrix style face who both hypes us up and warns you of the dangers you'll encounter as Samus in the new adventure while string and bass heavy horror music play. At the, and near the end of it, this yellow dot on black void face suddenly has glowing red eyes which stare hauntingly at the viewer as the rest of the face fades away. Honestly, it's still a creepy ad, and I'm fairly certain the voice actor is the legendary Maurice LaMarche. 
Even watching it now, it gives me the creeps. Happy nightmare, kids. That's so weird that, like, I I do feel a little bit like the art of the live-action video game spot is a little bit lost. Where, like, I guess specifically what I'm talking about is, like... (laughs) Live action spots that have absolutely nothing to do with the game. Yeah, like it, this. Like it wasn't Dot even. Space, it wasn't like, even just the play it loud era. It was like, do you think you have to trick me into watching game commercials? Mm. Yeah, show me gameplay. Like Star Tropics looks dope. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need this rapping kid in a Zelda game. I love it now. <laughs> All of them. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like games up until. Jesus Christ, I think like the PS3 era were marketed a- a- as a red herring. No, no, Jesus Christ was PS2 era, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Messiah. <laughs> BC. Uh, <laughs> before Crisis. Oh, DC, that was Dreamcast, Michael. <laughs> it was before Crisis. Um, <laughs> it's a great way to separate it. PC audience will be proud. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. It is very dumb. Matt, Matt Cody Worldle says, I have an early memory of being put in daycare. daycare. We're so much older than him. Uh, that had an N64 and then a brand new Banjo-Kazooie and being traumatized by the Mother Chomp and Shark. Snacker. Any game with uh, instant impending shark attacks where the character touches water is cruel. Uh, I'll take Mario suffocating underwater any day of the week. Fuck that. I'd rather show about this. I mean, because like most people attacked by sharks just drown. Hmm. If they die, most people live. Hmm. By the way, there there are like, what do we find out? Like Australia had the most four shark attack deaths a year. But you might be swimming around with like you know half an arm or leg Hmm. for the rest of your life. And I, I I don't know which is worse, to be honest. Bree or Bry Stafford? Sorry, Bry, if you're... Sorry for calling you Bree if you're Bry. It's definitely not a Brie. woman. Hmm. Okay, my top answer <laughs> was featured in last week's top five, Fanto, Fanto. in hmm. Super Mario Brothers 2, which almost gave me panic attacks whenever it would start moving. So instead, I'm going to say Wizrobes and Lynels in the original Ooh, Zelda. Really? After yeah. dying at the hands of these dastardly villains countless times, they literally started showing up in my nightmares. I still cringe a little whenever I hear the magic sound of Wizrobes. Also related, I didn't know the name of Lynels when I originally played the game at the age of nine. So my absolutely clever brain came up with the name Walking Dogs. No. <laughs> they look like dogs to me, and they so walk that's around. That's a Ubisoft opposed, game. Yeah, as opposed to those rolling dogs or slithering dogs. Mm-hmm. Or sleeping dogs. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, normally dogs don't walk, but no. do shoot glowing swords out of their mouths. I'm actually surprised I've lived this long, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that confession. <laughs> Me too. I was never I was never supposed to make it past 25 living in this gang world that I'm from. Mm-hmm. These streets, by the way. Yeah, these yeah you streets. didn't choose that these life. Streets. That thug no. life chose you. No. Uh, I was never about that life, but I was I was bathed in it. You need to say it in like like a very waspy accent. Like, I was never about this life. I was never about that life, but I was baptized upon it. Yes. Yes. Uh, my mother was a crip. My grandfather was a crip. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter, at Rose Assassin says, I would have to say the giant hand and the re-deads from The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that she was awful. Just constant anxiety knowing they were around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The I want to know more about this, uh, the blue blood crip. Chris, can you tell me more about this? <laughs> the blue blood crip. 
I'd best not be seeing you wearing blue around. The, wait, are they blue or red? I forget. You're from LA. Crips, are, man. Crips, Crips are blue. Are bloods are red. Okay. Yeah. I'd best not see you wearing red in my territory. My word. This sucker be tripping. <laughs> One day we're going to get sued by Gilligan's Island. Like, someone's going to hear that and be like, he's just doing Thurston Howell. It's I, 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 I'm more doing Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, that's Pardon true, yeah. my French, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Who I found out was Matthew Broderick and uh, Alan Ruck's acting teacher. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's also who Kelsey. Kelsey. Every acting teacher of the 70s and 80s, like, is sort of sounds like that. Ah, yes, I'm Sideshow Bob is just Kelsey Grammer's acting teacher. Of course, I'll do the HMS Pinnacle for you. Acting. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Easy, right, maybe, on Twitter says, most of them, but I'll say Croc, although not for the... Scarily shit camera in control. So what freaked me out was that enemies would resurrect after 30 or so seconds, often heralded by an impish because they were imps. It just stressed me out. Got to keep your impin' hand strong, as I always say, gentlemen. Do you, do you remember the naivety of like loving Mario 64 and like anything that looks like Mario 64? And I can only see screenshots and no video. I will put on my my radar. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. hyped for Croc because clearly Mario spawned this side scroller. This will just make a like. Oh my! Oh my God! We had to talk about the tenth anniversary of a Bubsy game on thirty twenty ten this week. Bubsy three D. He's um, no James Pond. No. Oh, or Earthworm Jim 3D. A lot of characters didn't make it. Died in the 3D wars. That's how mm-hmm. we'll refer to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Booski. No. Uh, I mean, but hey, Croc at least has shoes named after him. Can Mario say that? Croc no. and the Gobbos. No, no less. He had to rescue the Gobbos. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the Gobbos. That is Wiki Par. I, I mm-hmm. did. Who would have remembered what you did in Croc other than Michael? <laughs> This was one of the, it was one of the first games I got for Saturn. So yes, of course oh, right. I sank some time into it. You weren't rocking Bug. Oh my god. Nope. Oh my god, Bug. Well, I got I got the Saturn for like eighty bucks, and then you know it was just scooping up handfuls of whatever was on discount. Like, oh, this is five bucks. Sure, this is going yeah. into my collection. That's my Dreamcast collection. Fighters yeah, Mega Mix. Hell yeah! I want to fight as the Hornet. Yeah. Virtual Fighter Kids. I'll, I'll play anything. I don't care. Oh, that was so dumb. Yeah. Oh, my God. A fucking cheat code sold as a full game. <laughs> uh, on Blueski, the Dork's Delight at the Dork's Delight says the Great PS1 name. startup noise was a hide-behind-the-couch moment for at least a year of my really? young life. Thank How you. How old were you? My God. No, no, no. I did not like that noise. I mean, I like it now. Mm-hmm. But I did associate it with, like, and I think they did it on purpose. Like, this is not going to be the friendly system you're used to. Hmm. You're oh, about sure. to play Reloaded yeah. on, on the You're system. playing Burn Cycle. <laughs> burn Cycle. <laughs> there is something haunting about the way that shit opens with, like, an echo and a droplet. Like, you have no idea what's about to happen, do you, bitch? Mm. That's mm. the PlayStation op- the original PlayStation opening because the rest of it is like we're loud. Look at our graphics mm-hmm. and like uh, the PlayStation One was just like, 
are, are your ankles going to be ripped apart by wolverines, or are you going to play too extreme? <laughs> Am I confusing one and two? Which one kind of sounds like it has glass tinkle sounds in there? Uh, the second one. Second one, okay. Mm. The first one was like... And then three was the strings, but it was the orchestra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. but well, that, that was when, like, Nintendo and Apple sort of solidified, be pleasant. And mm. the, the, the PlayStation 1 is not pleasant. It is foreboding. <laughs> I just am thinking of that stupid meme of the GameCube startup sound, but it ends with yeah. the guy falling. Shit! Have you seen the one with the, uh, the, the like the two Spider Men fucking, and the other one slaps the other's ass? Like, bam! Slapping Spider Man's ass. It's awesome. I feel like we should play this startup sound just for illustration. You can find it. Yep. Yeah, see the little the little chimey glass thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think. How old were you when you realized the PlayStation 2's startup? It was like a skyscraper scenery, and that's based on the data on your memory card. Oh yeah, God, I learned that like ten years ago. Or I, I, I learned that like shocked. yeah, I learned that way later. I had no idea. I'm just like, hurry up. Yeah. Load up thug. I'm it's not, <laughs> 10 years I, old, 20 years old this week. I think I was today years old when I found that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the the, the height of those fake skyscrapers were based on the data on your memory card. Hmm. Hmm. Who's going to read Weird Midnight? Weird Midnight no says one of my scariest That's enemies. J.D. Uh, Buffington, by the way. Oh, I don't know how Blue Ski works. Uh, for whatever reason... Uh, they unsettled me greatly were the Red Dead, the, the Re-Dead from yep. the Ocarina of Time. Just the music and their movements, despite their chunkiness. Uh, I I like the uh, Gibdo redesign for Tears of the Kingdom, too. I have no idea what he's talking about. Are those but I'm very the zombie drunk. guys in Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, the, 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 there used to be mummies in Tears of the Kingdom. They're like weird moth mummy creatures. They're the ones you have to hit with an elemental attack before they're vulnerable to anything. They light them on fire or lightning. The ones out in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Those assholes. They swarm the desert at one point. Mm -hmm. It's like... uh, Let's see. Darth Enderex says the ski-free Yeti. Such a benign little (laughs) skiing game that always ends in a massacre because of this guy. The game makes you think, maybe this time, if I can just go fast enough, I can get away. But he is as inevitable as Thanos. Yep. yep. Baron Von Blubba for fucking digital skiers. Jesus yep. Christ. <laughs> it's a good analogy. Finally, uh, from, from Threads. We're on Threads. threads. We should say we we're on Threads now. Yeah. Same same handle as everywhere, at VG Apocalypse. Yes, at- I can hear you, Pim Tam Bambo 3D. At Bimbo. Pim Tam Bambo, what did you call it? I was trying to do that Pim Tam Bambo. All right. Uh, in retrospect, I have no idea how I thought Friday the 13th on Commodore 64 was frightening. It was a t- I was a tense eight-year-old listening to that creepy music but why it's but ugly everything is pastel <laughs> colors which isn't particularly scary and then jason who looks like the fawns pretends to be other people what hey yeah. hey i'm gonna kick this i'm gonna kick this asian kid and become him mm-hmm. and the music what? is all like public domain stuff like yeah yes Play, uh, you know my like you know the friday 13th theme flight to the valkyries uh, yeah yeah why did all those early jason games put them in like weird garish colors like just put them in gray just put them in a gray I, jumpsuit That's i mean fun. that 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 is like 
I, I was even the girl I'm dating was like sending me like she sent me this meme about the piss filter from yeah. <laughs> 2007 <laughs> era games. Like, yeah, that happened. But oh, like yeah. darkness in games effectively was so hard. And the Friday the 13th had games had to exist in that era where you cannot utilize darkness. They had to make Jason neon every time mm-hmm. to have neon. a dark game mm-hmm. in order for him to be shown at all. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the I Commodore 64 that. game, though, has nothing to do with Friday the 13th. It's basically like Jason is hiding as one of the other people, so go up and hit them with a bat and see which one turns into Jason, and then kill him. It's exactly how you should play parlor games. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, all right, new question of the week. Um, do you have a go-to game that you like to play during spooky season, since we're at the end of it, it'll it'll be uh, Halloween before our next show. Uh, let's let's send it off with with some fond nostalgia. Is there anything you like to keep coming back I, to? I would thoroughly recommend Amnesia. It's affordable. Mm. It's one of the scariest games I've ever played. But uh, I bought Ghostbusters Remastered, mm-hmm. which is what it's called now. I have I have the disc version. I have many versions, but. Uh, I never understand people complaining like, where's Ghostbusters 3? I'm like, everyone's dead and doesn't want to do it. Ghostbusters 3 exists and is awesome and playable and it's like 17 hours. Hmm. It's right there for you in video games. Play hmm. Ghostbusters, play Ghostbusters Remastered. Do the it. video game. Yeah, yeah, you should. Absolutely. Um, for me, it's going to be Castlevania, there's plenty to choose yeah. from, and oh, yeah, I always get reminded uh, that there's, you know, oh yeah, um, the new Castlevania series uh, br- brought back like both Richter and uh, another Belmont that I won't spoil, but uh, you know, Karen, Karen Belmont, yeah, playing playing Harmony of Dissonance, getting to, to go back and play Harmony of Despair for the I- uh, the top five we started this month off with. I might round off this night with getting hammered and watching Lugosi Karloff movies while playing Castlevania, which I've only done like four times in my life. And I'm not, I can't appreciate either in the condition I'm in, but like it is joyous. And it's really weird to think like, well, before all this ridiculous mythology about the Belmonts and Dracula, like the first Castlevania was really just a knockoff Universal Monsters game. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like, yeah, Yeah. fight Frankenstein and Dracula and the. This is what everyone associates with the genre of horror. We're going to put it all in here. Yeah. So cool. So I've done this for a few years now. Actually, I did it last year with Michael. One of the few times I will play, let's call them cinematic games, interactive movies, is on Halloween. So last year I played The Quarry by Supermassive Games. Mm. Uh. In previous years I've played, um, I played Man of Madon, one of one of their other games. So like Halloween is a time where I'm like, you know what? I'm willing to just play through an interactive horror movie that's better to me than just watching a non-interactive one. So like. That, I guess, is my spooky season go-to is like, okay, I will let myself play some some horror games that are more like movies that you press a button every once in a while and, and make choices. And the quarry, the quarry is a really good one of those. That story mm. fucking goes places, man. It's it's really good. So. Yeah. I, if I could recommend something, mm-hmm. um, it's never been a better time to unsubscribe from Apple TV+. Plus. 
They doubled their prices and um, halved what they have on their service. And there's no Terrible. second season of uh, Severed or Severance in sight. Yes. I, I love that about streaming services. Like, when's the next season coming? Like, why are you asking? Has it been four years? <laughs> like, well, what about uh, all of our other wonderful? Show? Don't you don't you need to watch Ted Lasso for a second time? Remember that time Jason Momoa was? I was going through it with my dad, and like, I cannot believe the prison they put all these celebrities into. <laughs> there are three Harrison Ford things here. Oh my! God. No one knows they exist. Uh, Has a streaming television show ever made it past season three on any of the services <laughs> like shit well stranger things blah 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 and mm. and and, and ah, yeah, yeah. bojack and only on netflix i think at this point you're right that, castlevania if you want to count castlevania yeah if you want to count the new one as a you know a third season instead of a those are also different though those don't like continue the same story right mm. like they're well, they, one, the, 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 the first did, two but... seasons did and the third one mm-hmm. doesn't um although it does tie in so yeah right ah, okay yeah Oh, apparently there's like 90 American Horror Story seasons out there. Like every mm-hmm. fucking day I see a new ad for American Horror Story. I prefer the movie. Netflix version, The Haunting of Bly Manor and Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, I really need to watch that. But but I'm, I'm, I have never forgiven Apple TV for locking down. Oh, if you I know, know what I used to do, mm-hmm. I used to write about... I started my adventure on the internet writing about... Uh, holiday specials Mm -hmm. and uh, Apple TV locked away the peanut stuff. There is a great stealth Snoopy game where you kill Linus and Sally waiting for the great pumpkin to come. Great pumpkin rules. I'm reminding you it exists and you can't see it for free anymore. Thanks, Apple. Or you can probably go to your local library and find the DVD and watch it that Mm. way. That's my plug for your local library, which has a ton of movies and TV shows. uh, Visit your local (laughs) library and uh, make time to speak to a senior citizen. Uh, I mean, like, the the amount of people who donate to our Patreon dwarfs the amount of people who are going to go to the local library to look for the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> I get so much free entertainment from my, my library. I, I love it. I do it all the time. You don't have to go there anymore. Okay. There's just digital apps where you pretend to go yep. and you can put Canopy, shit on hold. Baby. Well, let me, let me pose the question to the audience. Okay, do it. Uh, so do you have a go-to game or series you like to play during spooky season? Let us know. Go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter, Blue Sky, and now threads at VG Apocalypse. And we will read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, um, yes, continue. Do you want to plug something or continue complaining about streaming? Great Pumpkin, baby. (laughs) Great Pumpkin uh, is amazing. And I I, I didn't even know. I bought the 4K version before I had a 4K DVD player. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, redeem the digital version. Like, Apple took that over. And I can't redeem my digital version. So I have, it's one of the few things I have to, like, load a disc up every year. Ugh. Makes me so... But there, there's a good Great Pumpkin game waiting to... Don't fucking look at me like that. There are good Snoopy games with World War One flying. True. This has happened mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. I just... Where's our... I just want to plug It's the Grape Pumpkin Morning Brown, the new uh, taste sensation from Starbucks. 
<laughs> really thought this was going to be an obscure comic reference. Instead, I got yeah. a coffee reference. I'm so happy. Wait, I could, Is it called I could Morning t- Brown? That's that's an anti Donna joke. I don't know if that, that anyone actually ca- calls it that, but uh, it makes me create my Morning Brown. If yeah, you know what I mean. yeah, but just the idea of grape pumpkin and uh, like that sounds horrible. I bet Starbucks would totally have that. My favorite put meme. Some olive my, oil in it, so it my favorite shit. meme this year was a guy walking up to what's the the, the, the Pawn Heroes show? Uh, Pawn Stars. Pa- yeah, they walk up to him and he's just a coffee cup and he's like, "I need to wake up." And he's like, "All I can do is poop." <laughs> and, and like, like that's coffee for me. <laughs> All I can do is make you shit your brains out. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. Give me more. It's important. Uh, Great Pumpkin is the shit. Halloween is awesome. Uh, if you like Return of the Dead, there is a prolonged conversation about that on 30 2010 this week. Uh, uh, new season of Elm Street Nightmare um, almost coming to a close. There'll be a new episode next month. Um, but uh, six episodes about Evil Dead. We did Friday the 13th, uh, obviously Nightmare on Elm Street and Chucky and Evil Dead. What will we do next? I hope it's not Phantasm. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I love going through all these horror series in a row. It's really fascinating because, like, as a kid, not only could I not rent – we'd go to the video store and, like, they don't have four. I guess I don't get to see that. Hmm. Let's just get five and skip that one. <laughs> and it took me years to piece these horror anthologies together. You guys can do that at the drop of a hat. It's really fun going through that with people my age and um, how, how much we love these fucking movies. It's we we are why they exist. I know you can get them anytime you want, but uh, yeah, it was they were so hard to watch in order, hmm. unbelievably hard. Do you remember the first thing you watched in order? Any of you finding out a, like a, a movie anthology? How could you? Like, oh. How could any of you watch Star Wars in order? On purpose with with your own agency. I, I mean, certainly didn't. I must have started at Return of the Jedi. And yeah, back. that's where I started. I no, I remember starting with with regular Star Wars because before VCRs were all that common, video game or video games, movies would come back and play in theaters yeah. again yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you could catch them on you know return engagements. Disney had a business model based on yeah. the whole vault thing. Man. Yeah, we, we, we did a thing. I, I love talking about it. I just want to talk about it here for a second. Um, when Disney was, during COVID, was pushing Disney Plus, and they bought Fox, and everyone's like, we want to screen uh, Fight Club at our local movie theater. It's the 20th anniversary, and Disney's like, you can't get any screening of any, any, re- any, any movie in a movie theater. We're all about Disney Plus right now, except for Rocky Horror Picture Show, which mm. might be the highest grossing movie of all time because it has <laughs> never, ever, ever stopped running. And Disney was like, that was the one movie they didn't pull from theaters. And it wasn't because they're like, oh, the spirit of this thing is so great. Like, it's super profitable. Mm. Mm. It, it, it's super profitable for them. Rocky Horror Picture Show has screened every weekend for 50 fucking years and if you haven't seen it yet and have the opportunity do it do a horror thing this weekend do it do it it's not really even horror (laughs) it's just like a comedy horror dude i saw it on vh1 when i saw the unedited version like there's a lot of 
monologue given into Bruce Boxleitner's crotch by, <laughs> that they don't show on television that is like, holy shit, this is a movie in the 70s that was marketed by Fox? Crazy. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, a whole subculture in the 70s. Like There were people who were like, I, that's what I do on weekends. I go to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, we played a clip 80s. on the show of, of like guys like, this is my 300th showing. The movie has been out for four years, Jesus. but nobody else has represented queerness in like horror ever ever so like uh rocky horror has a really i don't know like it's really fun to talk about in my opinion i'm sorry guys mm. but but my, my my real big plug we talked about nightmare before christmas this week and i just wanted to plug wendell and wild on netflix no, a that's great a henry Selleck movie where like it's a not going to talk about nightmare before christmas but wendell and wild is all halloween and very fun to look at. And the enemy is white people and gentrification. Mm-hmm. Why haven't more people seen this and are talking about it? It's so good. <laughs> and and it's got that? Key and Peele in it. It is a Key oh, and Peele starring oh, oh. film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they eat hair gel, apparently. <laughs> apparently <laughs> to live. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to live. Gross. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I will plug the Patreon as well, where you can find... We've done a few of these uh, Apocalypse Guide Ends where we break down the story of games. They're spoiler cast, basically. I'll go on record. I think we're all playing Spider-Man 2. I would mm. love it, to do... It might be the first game we all beat in a long yeah, time. I would love to do a guide in about that one. So we should, we should try. We should try to finish that game up. And, and if so, listeners... We will record a guide in for you, so no promises yet. But I'm I'm feeling pretty good about this one. That I'm we'll halfway through, this. and I, I I finished Mario Wonder first. So, wow, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but that's that's where we go when we really want to break down and get in depth with the game. Like we we're two hours just on our second segment, but yeah, uh, yeah that that's where if you want us to hear, if you want to hear us talk about one game for two hours, that's the show. So, Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online, the official Laser Time community. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Blue Sky, and now Threads at VG Apocalypse, and you can follow me personally at Wikiparas on uh, on at least the first two. Uh, anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. We ready to go, or are you you doing that, man? We're ready to go. I can do two things at once. Okay, well, I can't. (laughs) Fuck you.